Are you fans in this area well aware of the fact that a young man from down in neighboring Milwaukee, a very impressive athlete in the Olympics, I'm talking about Lorenz Susi, Bobby Heenan, you've got a big smile on your face tonight. Impressive in the Olympics. Who cares about watching a bunch of children wrestle? Who cares about the Olympics? Oh, it's a great thing for the country, but who cares about Laurent Sissi? That's his name? Laurent Sissi. Can you, you imagine? Nine months they had to come up with another name, and that's the best they could do. Laurent. That's the most important thing they could come up with in nine months. Shows you the mentality of his parents. Of course, he went to the University of Wisconsin, right? In Madison. Don't, don't take a whole lot to get in there. I guess you have to be able to, the entrance exam, you have to be able to write your name in three different colors of crayon. I could care less your wrestling ability. I could care about your amateur background. You're in the ring now with a professional. I'm going to go behind that man so much, he's going to think he's stuck in a revolving door. I'm going to take him down, take him around, show him the town. I'm going to reverse neck snap his neck. I'm going to dislocate both his shoulders. Then I might just paintbrush until my hands are swollen shut. But another good news for you and everybody else. I have signed. I went to Japan in July. I was there the whole month. Aware of that? I'm not aware of what you're aware of. I'm aware of my business. I went to Japan in July, and I signed the most lucrative contract for Nick Bockwinkel in the history of professional wrestling for any world champion. He's going to defend his title in Germany, and he's going to defend his title in Japan, and I pulled it off. That's why I'm manager of the year four times in a row. And high flyers, you can run, but there's no place to hide. You're running, like, you're running now like rats. The water level's coming up to your bellies, and you've got no place to hide. Hey, this is the franchise, Shane Douglas, and you're listening to The New World Rising. <laughs> yeah! Cut my music, dude. Hey guys, Tyson from Australia here, or Entice on Twitter. Just want to congratulate you all on 100 episodes, and thank you guys for what you do. Uh, I've been there from the start, uh, so from the Vince Russo days uh, in season one, and what a shit show that was. Uh, Vince Russo's era, not the podcast, obviously. Um, all the way up until now, and uh, ECW's December to Dismember, which somehow was fucking shitter. Don't know how that happens. But anyway, um, yeah, just want to congratulate you all, um, and yeah, let's uh, let's hope there's uh, many more episodes to come because New Blood Rising podcast is for life. Episode 100 is a celebration as Jason pours. We're, we have a fourth glass for Martin that we're pouring for um, for him as well on this. So, you know, there you go. It'll be uh, there in two months, Martin. But <laughs> yeah, thank, you, thank you. It's episode 100 of the New Blood Rising podcast. We finally made it. We've been talking about this, I swear, for over a year, what it would be like to get to 100. Well, we've been doing this season for about a year. 
Yeah, right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think it's the longest count oh, like in our time, you know, spent with a season because even though season two was just a monster, we're gonna get into all that. It's gonna be a lot of fun to revisit some of that stuff, but. As we always do, I'm William Rinkin, joined by Jason Keesler. How's it going, folks? Charlie Stabile. Yeah, proud to be in here. In person, by the way. In person, we're kind of here. here. And uh, as always... Except, well, well, well. And as always, uh, Martin Dixon. Hello, everybody. Happy 100. And, uh, you know, we're in the midst of you know some, some interesting weather. But we're in South Carolina, so as opposed to three days ago when it was like all hell's coming to the Carolinas... It's just Florida. Yeah, it's not, not so much. Hurricane Irma has entered the impact zone. <laughs> <laughs> Irma's more over than anybody. She's here to help GFW with all their her problems. Her is gone. He is out. Good. So I, I don't know what's going to happen to Is he going to retire? No, nope. he's going to go back to his cash for gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been 38 for like the last 15 years. <laughs> I feel like him and Richard Mulligan stopped stopped aging after a certain point. Richard Mulligan. <laughs> it's episode one hundred. <laughs> Jesus, the, the super esoteric edition. So the the smelling our own farts edition. <laughs> There's so much to unpack with this. We're we're going to be ending technically ending a season here. Oh, we are. And then start like talking about starting one, and then also kind of going back in time and revisiting what we've gone through in these two and a half years up to this point. So to start off with, we're getting into, uh, I guess, the final chapter of, of our ECW run, or the Philadelphia promotion. <laughs> that that wrestling company in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> with, we're going to be looking at TNA Hardcore Justice from August of 2010, which, you know, um, after December to Dismember... Uh, it's WrestleMania X7. <laughs> <laughs> You compare it to that show. Just one <laughs> more. <laughs> I need yeah. this, Jerry Lynn. This was you more than I'll ever know. What was interesting was... Well, my back hurts. Originally, we weren't going to do this. No, we were not. And I This can't... was a stupid idea of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so it's your fault? It is my fault. I didn't there, think he'd take me seriously. No, but there were, there were... What was neat was, you said it right around the same time there were people on, on Twitter that were saying, you guys should do it. And we were kind of like, I don't really want to do TNA. But then it was like, you know what... And, and it was with the the preface that oh god, December just remembers gonna be so bad. Like we're gonna need something that's better. Is this better? Yeah, comparatively speaking, yes. <laughs> uh, if you just look at it in a vacuum, maybe not so much. But we'll get to that. But it's hard to not compare it to the worst show that we've ever seen. Yes, and that's what it is. Right. Like if this was like the follow up to One Night Stand, we'd be probably considerably upset. Yes. <clears throat> but. Um, as always, like before we dive into this, like we're not going to go through the entire history of, of TNA or whatever, but ew, <laughs> why wouldn't that be a sticky? Well, uh, in, in 2002, they started. They got kind of good in 2007. Really fucked up in 2010, and it's been on a downward spiral since. And it won't die. They're not yet. That's the most amazing thing. They're still in business. Yeah. Lasted longer than WCW technically. Oh, yeah, which sucks. <laughs> TNA is the Rasputin of wrestling promotions. No matter what yes. wounds you inflict, it still won't die. They've closed down in our minds at least ten times. Yes. Like they or they've been on the verge of closing. You know what I mean? Like everybody. There was twice where I actually thought they closed. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. 
the, remember what was it like a year ago they were going to buy the library it was like it's over with tap out it's tapping out <laughs> my favorite was when they started airing it on the preview channel you know the one with yeah. like the little yeah. the, whatever you're watching is in the top right and the rest is just the, the TV guide scrolling up <laughs> before it changed to pop pop that's now right. it's like my favorite thing is when they were going to have a live show because they do those like every two or three months mm-hmm. and they hadn't paid pop their dues or something so it was nothing but the same three commercials ran for an hour and 15 minutes and suddenly it popped in it was a celebrity name game commercial, a pop TV promo, and a That 70s Show. And it was just over and over. Because I remember I was tweeting with a lot of people because it was hilarious. Oh, this company. Yeah, so it, it the point we're at now in 2010 is right when... This is post-Hogan and, post-Hogan and Bischoff coming over. So it's in definitely that... Mm-hmm. Well, what they thought was going to be the, the revitalization of the product. It was going to be competing... You know, with TNA, yeah. Oh, okay, when they went, when they went to Monday nights, and uh, <clears throat> this is an interesting kind of interdictory like type of event because as we as we're about to get into, it doesn't feel like it really has anything to do with the rest of what TNA is doing at the time. This just feels like a spot show, like down at the Armory or something like that. Honestly, yes. Why did they feel they needed to do this? Well, let's let's get into Collins notes. Colin was. Colin Duff, once again, for the closeout here, did a great job of kind of pulling together some things about the ECW portion. <laughs> yeah, you better get ready, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I think we should do a clang of the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin, yeah. get your glass ready. Uh, here it comes. This is Martin's. He's, I gave Martin the coffee yeah, for right now. All right, so here we go. You got to sip it after you cheer it. God dang. Good morning. This is Starcade 99 all over again. <laughs> it's definitely not a shooter. We're heading down a path. I might need to get some Advil later. <laughs> oh, we didn't do that. Didn't do that, so try to breathe when you laugh. That's what I've tried to learn how to do. Breathe when you laugh. <laughs> because in your Start head, you feel like it's... Okay. <laughs> Alright, Collins notes. TNA being oh. full of former ECW wrestlers is nothing new and has been a mainstay throughout the history of TNA. The very first show featured former ECW talent Jerry Lynn, Francine, Electra, Bo Duff, Steve Carino, along with the team of York and Matthews in various matches and segments. Over the next few months, TNA will have more former ECW talent appear, such as the Sandman, New Jack, and Kid Cash becoming regulars on the weekly pay-per-views. What, um, what was that name? What, what, oh, New Jack? <laughs> yep, that one? <laughs> Matt Dixie just I don't think she ever watched the product <laughs> I mean I my jaw she, hit the floor I did not remember that she wasn't running it then I don't think I think no. it was was it Jeff Jarrett I think it was just old yeah. Double J Swinger and Simon Diamond would go on to become NWA World Tag Team Champions Jerry Lynn and Kid Cash would become main players and X Division Champions before the Dixie Carter money train early TNA resembled ECW in a way due to losing money in large venues TNA would hold their weekly pay-per-views from the old Nashville fairgrounds that they would call the Asylum drawing regular crowds of a thousand people and being that familiar mix of name talents and unknown indie talent they had to be creative with their booking to try and be different Colin says here, I have previous, previously mentioned the TNA Hard 10 tournament. This was an eight-man tournament where you didn't have you didn't win by pinfall or submission, but being the first man to score 10 points. The system was that one point was awarded for a direct hit with an object and five points for putting your opponent through a table. The Sandman <laughs> won the tournament by beating New Jack in the final, though only three of the participants being regarded as making a name in ECW. Former fake Undertaker Brian Lee was a big part in the Dreamer vs. Raven feud prior to ECW on pay-per-view. 
So if you got one point for hitting someone, Sandman must have got like a thousand points in the first few minutes. Sandman's like a pinball <laughs> The first ever TNA show I saw was from 2003, and was the main event with Shane Douglas versus Raven in a hair versus hair match that ended up with Raven being shaved bald. Douglas at the time had James Mitchell as a manager, and Mitchell didn't know how to use the Clippers, and not only shave Raven bald, he would also t- <laughs> he would also take skin off Raven's head. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! How? Hard are you pushing down? The army doesn't even do that. Fast forward to around the time of One Night Stand 06 and TNA making mention of the WWE revival of ECW on Impact. Rhino would cut a promo telling Vince McMahon to kiss his ass for offering him a job. How how can you start up ECW when you don't have their last ever television champion and their last ever world heavyweight champion on the roster? He is holding up a belt shaped a belt shaped bag as he says claiming it was the ECW World Heavyweight title belt, though never removes the belt or shows it on camera. What does a belt-shaped bag look like? I mean, is it like the outline of a belt with a handle on it? Yes, probably. I'm just going to say yes. I have no idea. It's adorable. Later outside, after a further rant, he drops the belt back into a trash can and sets it on fire, saying, Death to ECW! Long live TNA! Jim Duggan. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Duggan, ECW World t- Champion. Medusa lit up a joint and just said hello. <laughs> <laughs> also, at one night stand, there six, I mentioned that TNA ran a show at the former ECW arena. Well, they would do that again on November 10th. I recall at the time the attendance was down from the previous show there as they increased the ticket prices, but the card of, here we go. Petey Williams defeating Sanjay Dutt. Oh, Sanjay Dutt. Petey Williams. Eric Young beating Brother Runt. We'll know. We'll, we'll talk about who that is. We know who. Yeah. America's Most Wanted over the James Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say who was America's Most Wanted? Because John Wall. <laughs> John Wall's got a random missing child every week. <laughs> and then a team of unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Robert Stack shows up. Robert Stack. We still don't know who this guy is. It's one of the best. It might be my favorite part of basketball is Robert Stack doing that. We still don't know where the fuck this guy is. We still don't know where the fuck New Jack is. <laughs> Big Sal. I'm sorry. Um, Samoa Joe beat Rhino in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Since uh, she beat uh, Jay Lethal. Lax, or LAX, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if it was a lax and it was yes, the castle? I'll be right with you. <laughs> Homicide Hernandez beat AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels to retain the NWA World Tag Team titles, and Kurt Angle beat Abyss in the main event. This show, as well as... This show, as well as most of it, not all TNA house shows in 06 were promoted by a company called UWF, United Wrestling Federation, which I believe had something to do with some NASCAR driver, uh, Hermes Sandler or something like that. <laughs> Sounds made up. <laughs> Hermes you're, Sandler? You're dealing with cars and your name is Hermie? Hermes. Hermes. I thought like Hermie, like almost a love. That's love. even stranger. Yeah, like the, you know, the... Dude, yeah, the guy. The like, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he's, he's the Flash, right? Yeah. In, in their yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> the Greek mythology expands. <laughs> hey, I got wings on my shoes. I go fast. God dang it. <laughs> Technically, you should be flying upside down, but whatever. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> I thought this was the last time TNA held a house show at the old arena, but when trying to find the previous card, I found another from September 24, 2010, so a few weeks after Hardcore Justice. Exhibition champion Amazing Red beat Jay Lethal. Tommy Dreamer beat TNA champion AJ Styles in a non-title match with the DDT. <laughs> Dreamer beat AJ? Yeah, with a DDT, too. That's hilarious. TNA Knockouts champion Angelina Love mm-hmm. beat Tara. Team 3D beat uh, Inc. Inc. <laughs> I'm serious. It's Inc. Incorporated. Oh, I-N-K? Yes. Okay. That's not bad. Inc. Inc. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Bad. Um, it was uh, Shannon Moore yeah. and um, Jesse Neal. Uh, Jesse Neal, and they Ugh. both had tattoos and mohawks, and that was enough for TNA. <laughs> well, weren't they in a feud with money, not the the beer money, or they were trying money. to live something? <laughs> 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 and IRS show. <laughs> um, yeah, so you also had uh, Rhino beat Robbie E, Jeff Hardy beat The Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, and Mr. Anderson beat Abyss in a no DQ match with Mick Foley as a guest referee. I don't think TNA ran any further events in the former ECW arena, but there is still, but there, um, there is still more than I thought. That's still more than I thought. Yeah, and the scheduled Jerry Lynn vs RVD match would happen at Bound for Glory in a full Metal Mayhem match, which was their TLC, I guess. Uh, on that TNA house show, RVD was taking pictures and was involved in the main event, but I have no idea why he wasn't in a match. Uh, it seems that was part of the storyline where he was injured by Abyss, stripped of the world title, and was still a storyline injured. So, here we go. An intense opening to this pay-per-view, a Hardcore Justice, and it might be the best part of this show. I'm not a pretty boy. I am not a GQ model. <laughs> and the picture we are him. old and ugly. <laughs> Raven, I don't follow trends. Didn't he say something like that? Yeah. yeah. Like you're ripped yeah. off from fucking grunge music. Yeah. I, 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 there's, there are um, a lot of somebody bit my dick off moments in this. I mean, there really are. You know what I mean? It really does seem like everybody's like, I tore my quadricep in, in, in 84. I, I killed my wife. I, <laughs> there it is. It, it, it I took got, us, it I took got us shrimp and got the gout real bad. It was 14 bad. minutes to get a Benoit joke on in episode 100. God dang. Drink for Benoit jokes. Mm. Somehow Taker's been on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> he's still waiting. He's, he's buying <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> Today. Start playing Shane Giles, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I... And like I said, like they show the ECW arena, they show like some pictures of them. It looks like from the exterior shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Roseanne scene transition. And, <laughs> and, 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 we, and they um, they say this is hardcore justice in our last stand. And with that, Len Wiseman brings us hardcore justice. <laughs> and the reason I say that joke for people aren't familiar with Len Wiseman's work from Underworld. Die Hard uh, 4, Die Hard 4, a.k.a. Live Free or Die Hard. Len Wiseman has this blue tent that he puts on, I think, everything. Drove me nuts. I think yeah. even... Total Recall. Yeah. His Total Recall. Blue tent on everything. and Makes it look futuristic. Or this show, for whatever reason, when we start matches, we've got a blue tent on yep. things. So Where's the warlock? It's... <laughs> <laughs> So, to kick off, Taz is uh, out first here with a mic, and he welcomes the crowd. They chant for ECW. Taz brings up haters and doubters of the ECW product, which uh, uh, Taz then calls the the ECW, the quote-unquote, the little promotion that could. He lets the crowd finish his catchphrase, and he goes to find his phone book to set out a new commentary. 
It is a little weird to hear Taz reference the little engine that could. Because that's extreme. <laughs> that's... <laughs> but whatever, you know. Like, it, the one thing I'll give them is they got John Finnegan. Yep. And they got um, the Razak. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, is, that's not the ring announcer, is it? Isn't it? Steve it's Prezak. one of them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, that, is that, is that his name? Stephen I don't know his name, but I know his face. And yeah. Mike and uh, Steve, Mike tonight. Steve DeAngelis. Mm-hmm. Oh God dang it! <laughs> Steve, oh, yeah, that's, that's what, what I was what looking I for. Old, uh, what's great is since this is happening in the Impact Zone, aka Universal Studios, there's so many people in here that don't know what ECW is because the crowd. Some are chanting ECW, others are chanting FTW, which I know is Taz's thing. But pick one. Right. Like <laughs> it's bad. There's people like. Hey, there yeah. are a couple like hardcore ECW fans. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one guy who like is like, oh, oh the guy with the bandana yeah. and the beard. Yeah, yeah. that guy yeah. is living yeah. for this moment. That's awesome. Oh yeah. After this, I don't want to know what happens to him because I'm sure it's not good. He rode off into the sunset. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a bunch of it's he a bunch of jacket and hat in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's still sitting in the middle. In <laughs> I don't have insurance on my damn phone. I left it. I can't go get it. Is your gone yet? Kayfabe. Irma's going to pick it up. Irma's going to be picking up his jacket before. Is Irma going to pick up Taker's shit? It's just going to be like... <laughs> you did it now. I like, I like the slower... Version that you cassette tape is running out of battery. Well, it it's the video package. Oh, so let's go right into this mess. We've got a uh, Jason. You're kicking us off. We got the FBI, Guido, Tony Luke, and Tracy Smothers versus Kid Cash, Simon Diamond, and Swinger. Oh, uh, right off the bat, Mike Tanay already botches the name of the pay per view. I know they have it hard justice, but mm-hmm. it, this is hardcore. He keeps calling it hard justice at first, and I think Taz got to nudge him. Uh, we see Simon Diamond in all his glory, and I do believe he's worked for Pepsi now. <laughs> he's a big old dude. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, I will. I do love that we get like a combination of the FBI, like from mm-hmm. all their iterations. It's yeah. like Tracy Smothers and that weird onesie that he's wearing. Uh, but he's from Nashville, Italy, so that's fucking awesome. Bless his heart. He, yeah. You know what? I, I give him actually a lot of credit. He mm-hmm. seems to be yeah. out there having a good he time. He makes the most of it. Enjoy- yeah, he yeah. does. He is, I mean, he's having a great it's time. A, it's extreme. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Guido's still a fucking machine. Uh, I'll give it that. Uh, I love Tony Luke. <laughs> and they keep letting us know that they can't say. It's like out of all the things you can't do, so you drop the mama from Luke. How about the yeah. how, I, I, the first thing I just want you to say the the Titantrons are sad. Yeah, they yeah. are. Just, well, well, it's like you'll hear the music. Well, you you'll hear the music and the crowd will just explode. And I'm like, <laughs> this music's never been played before. I know it, and it's because at one point you hear the music and then you see the the, the Titantron at the same time, and the name is just on the Titantron. Yeah, and there's <laughs> that big applause sign that's off hard camp. Now, I don't know, but some big thing. There is a good spot where Swinger is about to kill Tony Luke when he's trying to do that pickup powerbomb, and Tony Luke's head is like hanging for a good like twelve seconds. I was like, that poor <laughs> bastard. Uh, just you know, the dance off. Oh God! <laughs> Didn't we have this happen before? We had it happen a lot. Every time Tony's yeah. or Smothers, Tracy, I almost called him Tony Smothers because copyright. <laughs> Tracy Smothers <laughs> is in a FBI dance. There's a dance off. Remember, we saw it also with. Um, Nova and um, Chetty, uh, Chetty which, but it was I don't know there was something about it like when they it's extreme it, it's, 
But it wasn't like this bad. No. This is. But Smothers gives us the line, the super duper extreme line. I remember that line. Lines, that was a good like, line. In uh, his thick Italian accent, if we can't do better than this, straight up everybody dies. Super <laughs> <laughs> line. And his, that, that, he looked, my he, second favorite moment of the entire show. <laughs> he looked like he was about to kill people too. It's just like, God damn, this is my life. Uh, you know. Uh, what was this? There, there are people like looking at the crowd in this match. There are people that have tall beers and koozies indoors. I mean, it's Florida. It's a TNA branded ECW pay per view in Orlando. The entire crowd is Florida men. Uh, <laughs> Kid Cash does what Kish Cash does. Big deal. Uh, I give this match a six out of ten. Well, can you tell us what happened? No. What happened at the end of the match? What What happened? What happened at the end? Uh, there's a double underhook pile driver. Oh, that is a cool move. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, oh, there was the, uh... <laughs> Dangerous as... <laughs> going out. <laughs> that drop kick, or top rope drop kick that Tony Luke hits Man, the swinger almost takes his head off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I think is why it wins. But, I mean, it was just... It was the same fair. It was kind of fun to see, like I said, the combination of the FBI. That was it. I didn't care that Simon has a problem. I didn't give a shit about that. Simon's got a very... Simon's got a couple problem. of problems. Yeah. He's got a thyroid Simon problem. Diamonds, <laughs> as, uh, as Taz refers to him. All right, so... Nice. Well, what, how would you rate the matches? Well, I said six out of ten. Because you give it six out of this ten? This is why. This is why. My because God. that crowd... My I, God. I was watching this, and I go, this is probably... This is the most fun that this crowd is probably going to have. Do you think they had fun? I think the crowd had fun at first. <laughs> Because that dance-off just buries <laughs> the momentum. Hey. And it was Simon Diamond's idea. Like, he, that's the worst part. I, I, thought, he's gonna, like, I thought he was going to bring someone else out. I mean, dude, bro. <laughs> not a good idea, dude. No. I like Taz when he's he needs to like, cut some diamonds, if you know what I mean. Taz even says he needs to uh, invest in a singlet. What an asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Taz, that's one to talk. Yeah, he was in a singlet in his prime. <laughs> Before transferring to jumpsuit. I hate when Taz, like, you, you can almost, you can see it coming, where, he, where he thinks he's, he's about to be funny. He's like, oh, well, uh, oh, no, oh, shit. His right, little chuckle. Yeah, it's like, oh, well. Oh, there's a lot of that tonight. That's why. I, like, you know he's warming up a joke, and you know it's just not going to hit. Chuck, keep going, man. Tell us about this. What did? You, how did you feel about this? Was it a six out of ten for you? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord. Uh, certain names, initials, we can't use. I'll give Mike Tanay credit. Usually, they wouldn't say something like that. They'll just keep saying, "Oh, the, the promotion from Philadelphia," which is really weird too. Because when you think about like the way that WCW used to reference WWF, like all oh, the you know the guys up north or the boys down south, and we can't really say uh, you know the guys in the middle of the. Uh, in the Middle East. <laughs> there you go. It's a Great Lakes Avengers. But it was good to hear you know Mike today say that. Uh, the, you pretty much said everything I have. I honestly think the best dancer in the whole bunch was oddly enough Sal. But yeah. I thought Sal did a pretty decent job considering what he had to work with. Now this is uh, this is no good. Uh, it gets a four out of ten. Martin, how about you? Um, well, the the finish, if anybody cares, was actually a Sicilian slice on Simon Diamond that nobody nobody reacted to it. No, no, the crowd didn't even react, man. Nope, no. Um, I coming off of December to December, which is just depressing. Even this goofy bullshit, I kind of liked 
Tracy Smothers, God bless him. At least, you know, thank, thank God that man can dance and he didn't have to kill anybody that night. Because he would. He's Tracy Smothers. Um, yeah, that line, if we can't do better than that, straight up everybody dies, is fantastic. Um, Sal's dancing is amazing. Kid Cash is a sour cunt and won't, uh, won't dance along with Simon and Swinger. And this match is a four. I'm right at I'm right there with a with a four. I kind of wish Kid Cash was in a single to start this. Yeah. I would have much preferred oh, yeah. just to see him start off in a singles match or something. Because bless his heart, you're right, Martin. He does not look like he wants anything to do with this mess. Not at all. Well, he, he's in TNA now, right? Like I think so, point? right? Yeah, well, I think we were just talking about Yeah, right. So yeah, he's got his own thing going. I gotta go back to this ECW shit. <laughs> And I'm he looks like he's also like he's bulked up. Too I can't tell if it's bulk or blob. <laughs> well, I mean, he does the super. He does his. He does, he does his spots. Yeah. So. he's got a new tattoo. <laughs> what? So does Randy Orton. Every time we see him, like, not that you notice. Yeah. <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> nope. Um, what do you rate it for? Oh, four. Yeah. I, oh. Four. I'm loved that I'm throwing it off already. Yeah, but but I like Martin. I enjoyed. I just enjoyed it a lot more than he did. Yeah. How far into this were you when you enjoyed it? <laughs> I hadn't had a drop. I was in a. I was in a dry county. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So commentators then put over the original ECW crowd. Tanae puts over. Uh, Jerry's uh, Joey Styles. Then updates Jerry, us. Jerry Styles. <laughs> Jerry Styles. Wouldn't that be fun? We can't say his name. And then we get the update on the main event, which at this point was supposed to be Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn. That is how it changed. It's going to be Rob Van Dam facing Sabu in place of Jerry Lynn. I'm so. a little confused about that, too, because if, if he had wrestled Jerry Lynn, so that means Sabu wouldn't have been on the show. Right. How the hell yeah. How the hell did they even get him? And why didn't why, why weren't they getting him in the first place? That's a good question. It's just... I don't. Know. I have thoughts on that, but later. I think a lot of these logical inconsistencies can be answered with because TNA. Well, let's be honest. What's a Sabu? How many ECW pay per views did we see where someone was eliminated from the main event and someone uh-huh. else was put in there? So this is yeah. as, as close to an ECW tribute show as you can get. <laughs> this is Sabu's revenge for being taken out of the chamber match. She's like, they knocked me out. <laughs> I'm going to oh, That's right. So we see him go in the ambulance, and now he's here. Ball. They shake him. So. Man, we, these, these little bits. These <laughs> bits are. Um, this this uh, is probably the best. Because part. it's actually them. Yeah. They, they don't have to have people sitting on talking. We'll get to that. So we go to a where are they now thing with first Todd Gordon, then the V Pit Bull, yeah. Gary Wolf, and then the Blue Meanie, who just are talking about. Hey, loved it, loved it so much. Uh, sorry, I can't be there. It's extreme. I love the fact that Pitbull number one has an actual Pitbull sat next to him in his car. He lives the gimmick. He really came <laughs> up. He got together for this promo. Yeah, he got in the car. They drove out to the docks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he ends his bit when it's done. It's like, this is the last time you see the Pitbull. And it, it is. Was. That was the last time. <laughs> Blue so, Meanies was good though. I really liked what he said. Like that was that was nice. But then they completely disrespected him <laughs> later yeah. on. Oh yeah, yeah, they bring out the blue titty or whatever that thing's <laughs> name is. I don't know what his name is. Whatever. Uh, many thanks from all around uh, of all around the TNA and the fans. You know whatever. AJ Styles then recaps the Singapore Kane moment with oh, Sandman and Dreamer. These, the, oh, wait, wait. After, he, after he'd read it in the Observer. Right. It sounds like he didn't actually watch it. Okay, that is my note, Mark. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't feel like anybody's watching ECW. 
of all these little they've, no no they've, they've watched the Philadelphia promotion right <laughs> Matt you gotta give me the summer what are you doing <laughs> Martin isn't it Angelina Love when she does hers and it's like she doesn't say one memory she just equates them to TNA yeah right yeah. and she kept talking about TNA and I can't I can never remember these these ladies like who's this one Angelina I Love think, no is this, this Velvet is Mad- Sky no, this, is, this is Madison Rain, I think because she met the channel. All these names yeah. sound the same to me. I'm just, you know, it's just like two things that don't belong, they belong. <laughs> <laughs> but the best Fuck. of the, <laughs> the best of the generic, <laughs> generic memories is uh, Matt Morgan's. Oh, see, I, I wrote down Matt. <laughs> like, he, you know, this guy's like oh, seven feet tall. You think he'd watch wrestling growing up. He's like, you know, I didn't watch a lot of that promotion for Philadelphia, but I remember this time they wrestled at a bar I work at out in the volleyball pit, and that was cool. <laughs> What the fuck, man? It was so funny because I forgot his name for a second. I was like, I know it's two M's. <laughs> Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. <laughs> I really did write that. No wonder he didn't watch it. I do love AJ Styles' comment. It actually made me laugh when he's talking about the Singapore cane bit. He's like, either Tommy Dreamer is the stupidest wrestler in the world. <laughs> or he's the toughest. And, and we this keeps coming back because I love these things too because it's... I remember. Yeah. Yes. I remember. <laughs> and it's, I remember. The problem with these, though, is you can't show the footage. Right. So you have to have these morons sit down and, like, who've never watched it. And just, and all these are just general terms. Like, oh, they were, they were just so raw and innovative. innovative. Yeah. And they, they were willing to take chances. And they, they were, and it's like, they had to find a way to stick out. Right. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like someone Separate was themselves from the past. Someone got put down as a job reference and they hadn't seen him in 12 years. It's right. like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they were, they were okay. It reminds me like when they interview people after a football game like the coach. Oh, you know, there was a lot of good tackles. Oh, yeah, it's a typical coach you know, they We played hard, but they played harder, you know. And, uh, no shit. I just want, like, I always love those pregame speeches where they come with those, like, well, you're taking on, uh, you know, uh, State College today. What do you think about that? And it's like, well, you know, they're just a tough team and, uh, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to play hard to beat them. I just want somebody to go, like, they suck. We're going to kick the shit out of them. Yeah. All right? Debo Sweeney goes, there's a reason we picked local school number four for our opening every year. I've got it on good authority. They were out at the Sizzler last night until 2 a.m. Yeah, they're not going to be feeling it. Well, I mean, when you go out to the titty bar till 2 a.m. before the titty a bar. <laughs> is, that, is that blue titty? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. So... Do we get the do we get the the most important thing to have footage, but you can't say footage for this one, or is that the second break? I think it's the, there. There, I, I I'll be honest. I didn't take a lot of notes of the rest of these because I thought they were just all the same, and that's why I'm glad we're talking about all of them kind of now. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just gloss over them later because it's the immemorial. Oh, oh, the immemorial is the I funniest cannot. thing. Oh my god, I was like, I'll wait. Yeah. For some- <laughs> I mean, like, not even pictures of just them in their lives with their names. It's just... You could have just put out the mug shots. And that would have been fine. Because the reason why is because where I timed it here, because it was a long time. This is a pay-per-view, and nine minutes go in between the end of the last match and this match. Yeah. But there's not, like, a video package or any kind of build-up for anything. It's a lot of shit. It's a two-hour and 45-minute show with seven matches. That is yes. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly here, we have Al Snow with head in the back. They do they, they do try to capture the same type of stylistic promo that they would do back in ECW. He says, head can't say the three letters because Jerry said they could, which is a nice Jerry McDivitt dig. That was probably the smartest thing on this show was that. Uh, Stevie Richards and Nova show up. Richards asks where the BWO stuff is. Al reinforces the, the getting sued bit that he was doing with head. An imposter blue meanie appears. 
Um, I just <laughs> who is the guy with the the blow up doll who's picking his nose and feet? Who is this guy? I don't, I don't know. remember this guy. I actually did some research on this. I knew it. <laughs> that oh, guy was a very, very, very obscure raven lackey from very, very deep, dark in ECW's past called Lupus. Oh, okay, yeah, I wrote that later, I guess. Yeah, Lupus, okay. Lupus. What a great yeah, yeah, wave name. Yeah, that's awesome. That's name worse than Lodi. He's <laughs> below Lodi. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so, Chuck, that leads us to our next match. Here we go. What is that match? C.W. Anderson versus Too Cold Scorpio. Too cold. I noticed that, too. He's very cold. Get him a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching it and I'm thinking you know is he too old to do the 450 yeah well he doesn't do it but he doesn't move this <laughs> my estimation is far more dangerous it's the uh, reverse it's it's not even a, it's like a 620 like, <laughs> 620 leg drop yeah the 620 leg drop and I don't know where his legs even landed Um, they, there's a couple of good little bits in here like I love C.W. Anderson like just smacking the shit out of him and Hitting him with a spine buster. Uh, although they do kind of bury his gimmick almost right off the bat. Yeah, there's yeah. no relation like, to... Jesus uh, Christ, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Tanay, who claims to love ECW and, and, and had a satellite a satellite dish in the early 90s just to watch him. <laughs> I'm just picturing this. Mm-mm. But they're not related. They're not related. Yeah. Do you know that in other parts of the world, football is soccer? Mike Tanay is that guy. <laughs> uh, the match is okay, but... I mean, this is going to be a recurring thing, at least for me. So I'll forewarn you ahead of time. This is a this is all very average to me. Like, yeah. there's nothing I hate. It really isn't anything I hate, but there's nothing I even really like. No. So get used to me saying five out of ten. <laughs> Were you guys thrown off? Like I, that camera angle shows this. I thought this guy on the ramp was a part of the match at first. I was like, who is this? Who is the Undertaker looking motherfucker <laughs> standing at the bottom of the ramp when they do that that mm-hmm. angle that's high? And it's Isn't that Atlas like, security? Yeah, I guess he's security because yeah. oh, at yeah. first I'm like, yeah, because I was like, oh, is this an, are we going to have a run in? LCCW, you better. There yeah. wasn't a, and, and no, he's just standing there, but it looks really awkward mm-hmm. with the camera angle. So anyway, all right. Uh, you gave it a five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, Martin, how about you? Um, they, uh, I like the fact that Vader's short-lived Japanese indie fed gets a mention for no other reason than I forgot it was a thing for a, for a minute there. I didn't even know about it. Oh, Leon. Yeah, Leon. Well, yeah. well uh, Vader's promotion. Well, Leon White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think Darth was doing it? See, see, that should have been reversed. Well, Leon White's promotion. Well, Big Van Vader. Oh, the man know. they call Vader. The man they, <laughs> the man they call Vader. Mastodon? Yeah, it's like, it's like Vader. Oh, Vader. Oh, no, 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 Leon White. Who the fuck's Leon White? Like, most, most fans aren't going to know that. Yeah, <laughs> and Skywalker exactly. Wrestling Federation. Fuck that shit. Um, when Taz says that Scorpio's probably the best he's ever been, it's like, you disingenuous fuck. But at least Scorpio and CW can still go. Yeah. So this was all right. This wasn't terrible. This wasn't shitty. This was just a match. Um, I gave it a, a six. Purely for the fact that Scorpio can still do some kind of just weird aerial shit. And for once, he actually called his spinny move and did it. Yes! He'd, he'd do his little... Oh, that thing off the top shit. rope? Yeah. 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 He, he just sits there. Remember the, the show, him and RVD, where he just... He called yeah. for it like nine times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to do it? No. 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 <laughs> CW's so, in really good shape here. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, he's like fit. Finley? No. W. Finley? <laughs> he, he was never fit. That's what was so funny about his name. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so he Martin gave it a six. Jason, how about you? Um, I would have liked to see these two go at it like in their prime. Yeah, it would probably been really good. Um, Tuco Scorpio looks like a Nosferatu to me. Just looks really <laughs> weird with his shaved head, and his really big ears sticking out. Uh, it was real alarming. <laughs> <laughs> Six and twenty distillery guys. I knew. Went on. I had a feeling. I was like, I see, I see something developing. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I see it there in the woods. Yeah, it's in my Taz laugh. It's not good. Here comes a joke. Um, one thing I wish they would have called out is since they're, even though Mike Tanay buried his gimmick, he's supposed to be an Anderson, so he's got a mean left hook, and when he floors the fuck out of, yeah, that, <laughs> the left, yes, although. Yeah. The yeah. big one where I mean, Scorpio goes down, looks going. Um, but it's the zoom in on his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I screenshot that thing is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those classic commentator moments. They always say shit like this. Oh, the picture tells a story. <laughs> 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 If you could have you could have that image on one side and Booker T getting eliminated from the 2011 Rumble at the other side oh, oh. when Booker did the bug eyes, that would be fantastic. Oh, that's a good one. Or right after Vince dropped the end bomb, Booker's bug <laughs> yeah. eyes there were great. That was a good moment. Uh, I gave this a five out of ten. Yeah, because I mean it was just it's it bland. It shouldn't be, but I mean it is. It's definitely two guys that are like. Now we've probably done this match eighty times in a, you know, VFW hall somewhere. But I mean, it was good. I had I do have an additional note I forgot before we move on from the horrible vague I remember but don't remember. <laughs> Matt Morgan says the line: "People came by in drones, drones, <laughs> not droves, <laughs> not droves." He is that you, Shit! Which, which, as someone who's been watching BoJack season four, if a person is in it, it's not a drone. <laughs> that would be a plane. It's, it's cracked me up. But what about you? What did you think of two Cold Scorpio? Uh, I gave it a six. I actually enjoyed this. Uh, this is probably the most enjoyment I got out of, out of a match, just because Scorpio was in magnificent shape, mm-hmm. like yeah, way better in shape than his Flash Funk stuff. But yeah. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. It might sadly be the best match on the card, but we'll see. It's uh, top two. It's there. It's close. So yeah, we we have more of the Philadelphia promotion. I remember stuff here. We got well. We got Mr. Kennedy this time. Yeah, yeah it's Ken Kennedy's one. It's that Philadelphia-based wrestling promotion. Yeah, he dragged it out. <laughs> he seemed so annoyed that he had to do it too. I want that shirt. Philadelphia-based effing wrestling promotion. <laughs> That would be good, yeah. So, uh, we now go to a promo with RVD and Fonzie where uh, RVD wishes he was wrestling Jerry Lynn, but the show must go on and capture the entire legacy of that time period. The only person that can replace him, it's Sabu. And he's right. He is right. That's the only... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually when they get, when the guys do that, it's they're way off. I kind of yeah. wish this promo was it's, ahead it's of the Sa- It's Savio yeah. Vega. It's Savio Vega. <laughs> who, who do we replace Shawn Michaels with? The Musketeer. Sa- Savio Vega. Oh, it's, it's, it's really quite simple. Yeah. yeah. Hey, see, he feuded with me like two years ago. And if we can carry that on... <laughs> You understand? That match in Florence, the blackout strap match. Oh god! I, I just wish I was there for that. I wish this promo was before the announcement mm-hmm. because it right. doesn't mean anything the way well, he drags it out. Well, at first I was worried because RVD starts pumping up Jerry Lynn, and I'm like, oh god, did they film this before Jerry Lynn said he couldn't make the flight? And then he <laughs> pivots and goes into Sabu. Yeah, but Sabu, and but it's cool to see Bill Alfonso. I yeah. want that windsuit. I love the cool. RVD Sabu. 
safety windsuit. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. All right, Martin. So ne up next, we've got Just Incredible, a.k.a. Uh, oh, wait, who's that? Oh, no, it's PJ Polacco. I'm sorry. <laughs> With a Just Incredible shirt. Yes. Awesome. Versus... How do these things work? I have no idea. <laughs> Versus Stevie Richards with the fake blue mini, or fake meanie, blue, blue tilly, mini. blue titty. Blue titty. <laughs> and, and no... Face fucking. <laughs> 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 and... No. I don't give a rat's <laughs> So, uh, Martin, take it away with this uh, gimmick infringement of a match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, PJ there in his in his just incredible shirt. So we can't call him just incredible, but he can damn sure wear the shirt. Um, Stevie looks great. Doesn't I think he? He's on the TNA roster at this time. He looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's an active wrestler at this time. I think he's if he wasn't already, he had been feuding with the base. So yeah, because I think it was like Doctor Stevie or something. I think Al Snow references it. <laughs> Is that where he's uh, he's Abyss's therapist at yes. first, and yeah. he turns on him? Yes, that's a good story. <laughs> it is, it is, and it, there's lots and lots of Daphne in it, so I'm I'm a very happy yeah. boy at that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This match has two modes: walk and brawl for a lot of it. Um, uh, Credible does some of his old moves. Um, he's like little shitty calling a powerbomb thing um there is a very very bad uh jackknife powerbomb i think uh credible hits um then we get nova and fake meanie meanie rightly gets booed which i think is hilarious um what were they thinking yeah i know what the exactly. fuck were they thinking i don't understand why the blue meanie couldn't be there they just calling big nielsen was looking for the real blue meanie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nielsen was dead by now, wasn't he? <laughs> Out in Death Valley, you see them? He's looking at Death Valley. He's never going to find it. Where the hell was it? Where the hell was it? Bottoms up. <laughs> All wrestling feuds are better inserted with Leslie Nelson. <laughs> All right, Mark, keep, keep going, buddy. Um, well, I mean, there's nothing really to this, apart from the finish, where Polacco tries his old, that's not just great, that's not just the best, that's, you know, just, just incredible. Now. You can't say that! <laughs> so Stevie, Stevie saves TNA money by kicking you in the fucking face. <laughs> well, you know, just like in ECW, that was Devon Dudley mailing you your T-shirt. Stevie Ray's in charge of standards and practices at TNA. <laughs> no dropping F bombs. My Stevie Ray face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your Stevie. Ray. <laughs> I was, it's not Stevie Richards. You go, oh, but that's certainly Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray Richards. <laughs> 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 Incidentally, on the topic of uh, good old Stevie Ray, um, so I saw a gif online of Booker knocking the mic out of Mean Gene's hand during an interview, and Stevie tries his hardest not to corpse, but he just can't do it, and ends up having to walk out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> because it's in the middle of the ring, too. It's not like a backstage. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is like straight WCW Monday Nitro. Yep. Um, well, we're so live, pal. In terms of this one, I kind of gave it a four, just for the fact that Just Incredible got kicked in the face. 
Okay, Jason. Oh, wait. How about you do the... Or, Martin, go ahead and recap the the aftermath stuff, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Because after it, we... Um, you know, uh, just incredible attacks, Stevie, with his with his cane. And then the lights go out. And then some fat guy dressed as the Sandman appears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fat guy dressed as Sandman. A fat guy dressed as Stevie... Or, not Stevie, just incredible. He's got yeah. drum. Has he, has he gained weight? Oh, just incredible. I didn't notice it. I think because I was so enamored with Stephen Richards, not gay. <laughs> no, no. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. No, I didn't notice um, that, though. Yeah, so then, uh, told drunky Sandman, um, swaggers and sways, and eventually hits Polacco with his cane. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you get, um, Martin, you said uh, four out of ten? Yes. Okay, Jason, how about you? Quickly go through what you thought of this match. Well, Stevie Richards' big old fat gut was a big distraction. And not saying things because it's what? like... What? Not Stevie Richards. I keep wanting to kind of... You're cut off. No, you're, you're cut off. You're it's done. I want you're to, done, I don't son. Don't say just incredible and get a suit. Oh, PJ Polacco. Just incredible. <laughs> yep. Just, you didn't kick me. Dang it. Um, <laughs> at some point during the match, Taz explains that he knows the difference between a square and a round peg. And I just lose it. It's just like... <laughs> Like, I, there's like a good four minutes. I'm just like, I'm not even rewinding. I don't care what happened because I was laughing. Um, <laughs> Stevie Richards wins, but you know, the Sandman gets all the heat. Yes, Richards. I said it. <laughs> I had Starcade 99! <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. Uh, you know, uh, is so, it hot in here? I turned the damn air on. And you left the like door today? Well, fair warning, this is also the first alcohol I've had since my That's first a damn good album. like seven weeks ago. <laughs> I had a bowl of Rice Krispies about 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this was just, I don't know why it was there. Like, I, I don't ever really remembering these two being at it, why I have this as part of your reunion special. Um, I never feuded. Sandman and, and PJ. Yes. Yes, I see that being something, but that should have happened a lot sooner. And in the middle of the match, yes. <laughs> Uh, I gave this a three. Aldo. Wouldn't it be great to call him Aldo uh, Polanco? Aldo Polanco. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like He's got half a mask on. It's Aldo Polanco. <laughs> From Naked Gun. <laughs> right. Did you see what, the movie? What do you play? And the hole. What did you What did you write it? <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Chuck, do you have anything really added to that? I mean, it's... No. It is what I it is. I mean, it's... Honestly, I was just... Stephen Richards looks amazing, and it's a shame that his uh, career didn't quite... I think he could have been uh, capable of a lot more. Yeah. The match itself is very average. It's weird with these reunion shows, you know, these three of them, with the exception of the, like maybe the Rob Van Dam match with John Cena. There's no storyline to go into it, so mm-hmm. it's just a match. So it feels like a SmackDown, Yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. for, for what it is, though, it's not too bad. I give it a five. I'm right there with a five. I really don't... Yeah, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with um, everything, especially that... I was wondering when the Sandman cameo was going to come. I didn't realize it was come this early and it'd be this irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fans, usually in ECW, they would explode. Well, part of the problem is he's the Sandman and he doesn't have the song. Like, without the yeah. song, it is done. Like, remember everybody, remember when they did all those awesome lists? They were starting, when the WWE Network first came around, they were doing, like, top ten this and that. Well, there was that show, the list, that was fucking awesome. And they did the, the entrances and... Sandman is on that list. For, really? Yeah, it was like for best entrances, and because it, it's true. Because then the joke was, then the match was started, and well, <laughs> it was what it was. The drunken Conrana. <laughs> right. Best of luck to me. <laughs> so 
we go now to a where are they now, and it's Francine as a mom, and I'm really surprised she didn't start jerking off the bottom. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say the baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to say the baby. Yeah, don't like baby. Say that. Oh, Stop dude. doing that. No. Stop doing that. Or you got the Stop doing that. Why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? Because she was... <laughs> She's holding the bottle as she's feeding the kid. And remember, like every other <laughs> like every other Francine promo that we saw in later ECW, she would just be like having a good time with she's the cane and something off. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, a mom now, so I can't be there. <laughs> that is basically in a nutshell what she says. Shane Douglas uh, was working at Target, so you No, but I mean good for her, because I mean she also said that she was do- uh, done with wrestling. You know, but she wished everybody mm-hmm. luck. I actually thought this was kinda nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, in all honesty. Yeah, it's kinda sweet. Yeah. I thought so too. The kid the kid looking dead into the camera though was a bit distracting <laughs> at times. He's like, Don't you think my mom is hot? Like, no. Maybe the kid starts jerking off the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like she's the new Francine. <laughs> Man, that'd be something. Oh god. Moving right along. Taz then the puts prim- him. <laughs> what was it? She was the queen of extreme. Does that make him the prince of extreme? He's like, oh, what the prince of extreme. Uh, <laughs> Mike They're all ladies' Mike names. Lucas? No, no, it's got to rhyme with Francine. It's got to be Mike Lucas. <laughs> 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 Missy Hyatt just comes in if you're not going to fuck this baby. <laughs> Taz puts uh, Taz puts Francine over and says there is a ruckus in the air for hardcore justice. We go to more. We go to the. We go to the memorial video, and this is where we all got confused. Yes, because it seemed like there was going to be something to this, and it ended up just being text. On what the does screen. the text say? I didn't. I just put just text. Well, they're dead. That's <laughs> what it said. It basically just says like we just want to you know. The brave men and women of the USS Saratoga. <laughs> they just, for some reason, start showing clips like, of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it sounded and, like they died in a war. <laughs> and so, um, that then brings us back up to top here. Jason, we've got Brother Runt taking on Al Snow, taking on Rhino. The Who's war Brother machine. <laughs> Who is Brother Runt? <laughs> He's a shaved... Little Spike Dudley. It was weird. Seeing Spike Dudley with like a shaved head was real off-putting because you're just like, they're sick. <laughs> Not in the cool way. Um, he looked weird. He did. He did. One thing I do like before I get two more in the match is Taz puts over what got him to respect Spike that he drove all the way from California and beat up Winnebago and lived yeah. in that Winnebago outside the ECW school. I didn't. He said, so that's why. Quit his teaching job. Yeah. Got in a Winnebago. <laughs> And drove to that little wrestling promotion in Philadelphia to live out his dreams of being on a TNA show. Um, the uh, <laughs> I don't know what this is. I just got written down. The double Carrera was fun. Oh, that's where uh, Spike throws the chair, hits the ground, and drops. So the ref sees him get hit and tries to dispatch. Yes, I've never seen a double. And then Al Snow does the same thing in a in a three way dance. Which is my inner Charlie Seville came out. I was so mad watching this. Like, was <laughs> this when you realized that not all matches were no disqualification? Well, this is about when I did, and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it did, it's a three way dance. There are no disqualifications. Exactly. I mean, what's the ref going to turn around and do? Go, so fucking what? Um, I had a lot yeah. of problems with this ref. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Not a fan of Rhino locking up with Spike Dudley. 
<laughs> you want good. You want to have point. a match? That's a mean, good point. You want to have a wrestling and, contest? And just that. Here's the thing: is like at this time, I don't know if it was now or before. Rhino, they made him like a big deal in ECW. Yeah. He had a feud with Jared Jarrett. I like, love that nickname. It, cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, with he that had a Titan Tron. He knew he was legit. Yes. Yes. This is kind of sort of the song that they had in ECW. I'll give it this. I think TNA does a better job ripping off the yep. classic songs in WCW every day. That's true. They're close. Yep. Man, yeah, especially the, the new The one they had for Simon was like eerily close. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah for Simon and Swinger. Yeah, it really was. Um, Al Snow catching Rhino in his triple headbutt. Also, like, yeah. this doesn't make sense. Like, this is, you, you know. should be and, eating him. And... <laughs> I just put. I got here. Rhino was a thinking man's wrestler for the finish. Yes. Because he went for that quick. This person got eliminated. I'm going to immediately. That's do my the old finisher. no mercy trick. Yeah. Just use your finish. Well, you're beating guy. him up. I'm going to get my special up. Oh, no, Rhino him. was getting his special up the entire taunt. match. He is constantly. Every he does a clothesline immediately taunts like. <laughs> yeah. What is that? You all right, Charlie? <laughs> blue today. Is that blue today? So, so as sun as suntan are you, as you are, do you have Dort written on you and sun lotion in <laughs> Police Academy five? Is that five? That's five. That's five. That's five. Uh, Stop it. Because this match all is the, a, uh, all the classics this week. Oh, it's a four out of ten. Which one is five? Is that one? Uh, that's a mission. Citizens on all oh, mission. Citizens of Patrol is four, which right. is what I read. One man's mission. dream. <laughs> One man's joke, dude. Oh, One I got I got up to five on that and had to dude, tap about six. I, that's where I tapped. Yeah, I never, I didn't I stopped at five. I remember liking six, but then putting it in, I was just like, it's like when you drink a lot and then the next day someone hands you a tequila and your body goes, no. Every man has a breaking point. <laughs> Jason Keisler's reached his. That's a little apocalypse now. Police Academy six. Police Academy six. City on the seats. <laughs> So dr- drive it home, Jay. Yeah, it was a four, buddy. Four. So I gave that match a four. Four? four? Okay, four. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I shouldn't be keeping score. <laughs> Chuck, while you're writing, what did you think of this? Uh, I'm thinking multitask. No, 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 no. This wasn't good. Uh, th- this is very cheesy, like early 90s WWF, what Mike Keener did. It really pissed me off. I've, because I've never even seen a ref do this before, where he wakes up and sees everyone's down and there's a chair in the ring and, what happened? <laughs> like, he's looking at the audience, like, asking them questions. Choose your own ending. Choose yeah. your own ending. I'm like, and then, then what does he end up doing? Nothing. Yeah. He didn't do anything. It was like, and you know that they tried to help him, and he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> This is the first ref in history that looks at everybody, walks up to the announce table. All right, guys, I'm going to need you to fill me in. What happened? Why is that? All right, well, all right. What did I miss? I think this is the moment, too. I think uh, Taz talks about instant replay in wrestling. It's like, oh, what? Dude, oh, my God, don't say that. Dude, come on. Took me right out of the match, too. I'm like, we do have instant replay in It's wrestling. just, you know, used... You know, subjectively. But, so are we, are we going to stop the match so we can look at the tape? <laughs> no time out and, roll it right and you know that whoever the heel would be would wait for the tape to start rolling and then they would start an assault why yes yeah, is this know. technically not going on no, that's, right. that's an Austin 97 move uh, oh wait sure I'm a gentleman well, let me sit up here on the turnbuckle keep looking at my fake watch I don't know whether the shit or why in this thing anyway uh, to, to wrap this up I give this a 4 I, I didn't I love really all three of these guys, but this match just didn't work for me. I would have honestly rather seen Rhino versus Spike Dudley. Yeah, like, I think they could have had a great match. Martin, how about you, man? 
Um, yeah, this was okay. Not particularly great. Um, I mean, with the, the crappy dark blue lighting, Ray, uh, there's a, a moment where Rhino and Al Snow look like player one and two of it of the same character. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate costume two. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you press C, C right or left on, uh, on No Mercy right, to get right. the alternate attire. You've played like the game. One... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like one more and one of them's wearing a ref shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best No Mercy reference this podcast That's ever. really good. <laughs> if you play that game with somebody who never played wrestling games, they'd pick the referee costume. You're like, motherfucker, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking rip your Number one, off. it makes you weaker. Like all refs. Hey, why is that ref getting a special? I don't need to count hard. At some point, there's a This Is Wrestling chant, which oh, oh, I every fucking time. There's a match, uh, I, which I, I also, think... Oh, God. God. But also, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there was a dueling chant of Undertaker. Yeah, I thing. thought there was, I thought I heard that too. Well, I got some bad news, man. <laughs> I'm not that shit. Oh, number one, I was never an ECW. Number two, I'll be goddamn. I'll be the goddamn day. Did you... Did you let me, let me ask you. Promo you, code swagger. You, you, see me, <laughs> you see me at one night stand? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I wasn't even I, up there with JBL. Yeah. Or I didn't come out for the bra. I didn't come out. I, didn't come out. I couldn't. Because I, I was under the damn ring. Because I would have ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side would I have been on? My own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I had to take JBL to wrestler's court for that shit he did with me. You know what I made him do? I made him go to the store and buy all the tampons in the store. Because that's what you do in wrestler's court. <laughs> He's a millionaire. He can do it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> um, oh, my, in terms of a rating, I gave this a five. There it is. Four for me. There it is. Okay. Backstage. Will has nothing to say. No, no. I There's really by nothing the to say to yeah, By the end of this, I shouldn't have really much to say about any of these things. But good. Mick Foley's now reading Hulk Hogan's book. <laughs> you think Hogan made him do it? <laughs> Sales are down. Sales are down. Hogan, Hogan was thing. was canceled. Suburban Commando Two isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to read this book. Because you know who loves books plugged to him? ECW fans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> love it. Oh brother, where art thou, brother? He, Greatest name. He to- this is. <laughs> 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 Sorrow, dude. Mick Foley is a special referee for the Tommy vs. Raven match, and he talks about it. Talks he, he really over-amplifies his significance when it comes to both of these wrestlers. And I yes. wrote, yeah, Mick, we need someone like you to take care of business. That's exactly what we need. And now I start getting a little apprehensive, because I'm like, okay, what, which Mick Foley are we going to get here? Hmm. Yeah, I was like, we're going to get the Mick Foley that tries to take the storyline of whatever it is and turn it, turns it on to himself and how it affects him. Yeah, just oh man. More I remember crap with just general statements about. <laughs> I, I wrote that this one was the worst one yet. <laughs> yes. and, and I put beard guy. <laughs> I don't know who that. I don't is. know who that is either. <laughs> this is wait, wait. If I want to guess, this is the other half of Ink Ink that wasn't Matt Hardy's guy. Jesse. There's <laughs> <was> Jesse Neal. <laughs> wasn't it Jesse? Wasn't it Jesse yes. Neal? Thank yeah. you. See, yes. I'm. I am vindicated. That's not what it sounded like. Jesse! 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 Uh-oh. 
the waves are off the chart on that too. It's just like pure white. It's just like a hurricane. Like when you're like, oh, there's green, there's yellow, then there's just white, which means you just, you know, hammer's coming. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when you're watching a terrible pay-per-view, nothing goes down smoother than I. Right. So here comes a bit force. Axel Rotten and Cajones issue an open challenge. It is answered by Joel Gertner, who brings out the brings out the Team 3D. I wrote instead of the, the Team 3D, <laughs> as no. opposed to a Team 3D. Yes. <laughs> There's a why, why is Balls cutting a? I mean, Cajones who? cutting a heel uh, promo. Um. Yeah, they. Man, we we talked about this earlier this season. How much we fucking hate this. We are the toughest tag team in the business. If there's anybody in the back that thinks that they're tough, don't do that. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Gert, uh, Gertner looks absolutely massive. Uh, and I love Taz's line. It must have been a big raccoon uh, that he got his coat from. He looks, I'll, I'll give it this, he looks nervous. Or uh, he looks something at, He looks off. apprehensive. If you look at his hand, it's kind of shaped. <laughs> hey, Francine, what you doing over there? <laughs> what are you doing with that baby? With that baby, with that baby bottle down. But I mean, he looks a little uneasy. And so Gertner, Gertner comes out. You're saying you're right. He does look apprehensive when he's out there. Um, but he keeps it together, and I really like what he what he said. Like it was funny, like the, the poker face Lady Gaga thing. Which God, it's, <laughs> has it already been seven years since we've lost? Or since we've lost Gaga? <laughs> no, no. I, I heard that song. I was like, did we lose Martin? But no. But since Lady Gaga put that song out, but I guess so. But um, yep. they um. He almost slips up and calls on the Dudleys, but he corrects himself. I don't know. That, you think it was? I think it was. Oh, it was a joke. It de- it was yeah, a joke. it definitely yeah. looked. It, it was great. It was nice. Um, Brother Ray says, "Let's not have a wrestling match, but a South Philly street fight because we're all hardcore. We're all you know uh, tough." So here we go. Um, Chuck, we have Team Three D versus Axel Rotten and Cajones. I like how it's actually kind of creative. His name is Balls Mahoney. And they just combine the two names, and you get cojones. <laughs> and I think even Taz... <laughs> I think even Taz slips up and calls him Balls. Yep. Yeah, at some point, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> you know, Vince was watching intently, so I thought, hey, give me the goddamn money now. Kevin Dunn! <laughs> Where's my Jimmy? <laughs> um, that lightsaber duel. Because that's, that's, that's my very next note. Man, I didn't think they could top the stupidity of the dance contests. But this this is up there. I mean, I don't they even low-blow each other with the with the lightsaber? Uh, Darth Vader... Low-blows brother, uh, brother Ray. Darth Vader never tried that. No. <laughs> um, this, uh, this isn't too good. And a- Axel Rotten, he doesn't have his blonde hair anymore. He kind of has like short dark hair it's nothing quite looks right uh the, the dudleys it is cool seeing them in their old t-shirts i did like that um did we get a 3d in the, out of this nope no i don't think i didn't <laughs> we, we did team 3D, but we, we get a finnegan ducking a clothesline oh yeah <laughs> Wait, is this the match where they launch him into the ropes yes for no fucking reason yeah and he ducks a clothesline and then the agility yeah of john finnegan yeah, this isn't very good. Now, uh, the flaming table spot, that's fun to see in a promotion that isn't ECW. Um, yep. Because, you know, like WWD, he's at what, what, two or three times? You know. So, this is okay. I give it a five. Cover, or go ahead and talk about what happens after as well. 
Oh, the new Jack shit. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The gangstinatus. <laughs> so then... No, it's just gangstas. Because so, there's the gangstas. The natives ain't there. <laughs> so this is a first. So the match starts with Balls Maloney and Axel Rotten saying there's no tougher team. Then the Dudleys come out. And then the Dudleys come out and beat them and say, we're the toughest tag team. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> what, what are you setting me up for? She didn't hire them, did she? <laughs> uh, and that's, real, that's really what I was thinking. Hey, no, she didn't hire them. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of waiting for it. And it's the best rip off of that song I've ever heard. But... You know, yes. um, Mustafa comes out. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> It'd be great if it's Colonel Mustafa. <laughs> That's why, like, well, when they first said his name, I was like, is that really his name? Because I'm thinking of Colonel Mustafa. But uh, <laughs> New Jack, I mean, this is so. Uh, thank you for letting me do this. This is so dumb. <laughs> this is this is so fucking dumb. Because they come out there, they beat the shit out of each other. Like, Bubba, and it's really weird, too, because, like, Devon has, like, let's just say, I don't even remember what it was. Let's just say it was a chair. And he doesn't even swing it, and for some reason he's bent over just for New Jack to crack that that walker over his back. And Bubba Ray does his Ric Flair spot, like, six fucking times. <laughs> I hate that. I, I, I hate every fucking time he does that. And But the best is when Gertner gets in the ring for some reason. And just gets annihilated with uh, New Jack's classic guitar. Um, I don't even know if he hits him. It's no, so it's, it explodes on impact. <laughs> not, not even impact, but on touch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's that. Boom. It's like Mayhem gave him a guitar backstage. He's like, why don't you go try using this? Huh? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if New Jack ever broke out a hockey stick before. Well, he's done no, golf I think, clubs. I think that, he's done I think golf. that was new. Yeah, because I was like, well, I, as soon as he picked up the hockey stick, I'm like, okay. I mean, well, he needed an Xbox. Well, is what he needed to do, you know, because he'd done the, all the Nintendos. Uh, right. And you always had a different video game system. That would have been nice. But I was excited because he picked up the hockey stick, and I'm like, let's see if he knows how to move in hockey. Because I know he likes to. Oh, is this a White Lives Matter moment? Right no! Now? Oh, my God. No! That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I mean, they were in Florida. No one loves hockey more than Floridians. He impersonates every single thing that he does when he grabs one of those weapons. So I'm right. like, let's see how he Does he know it requires skates? And, and he, he just. It's not bad. Not bad. And, Way and, to go, Denzel's buddy. Well, the thing, he's watched Happy Gilmore. What was that joke I heard that I told you? I was like, uh, if there was a movie about New Jack, <laughs> New Jack would be played by Denzel, and New Jack would play De- Denzel's buddy. <laughs> would, That's pretty good. Couldn't even play himself. But he, he hits the trash can with the uh, hockey stick, and the hockey stick explodes. I'm like, what's that hockey stick made of? Because I know that trash can's aluminum. <laughs> um, this whole affair is a travesty. Uh, luckily, New Jack doesn't jump off of anything. Because we need to hug afterwards. <laughs> they hug That's afterwards. What are they, Sting? But not Gertner. Gertner's still... <laughs> they don't hug Gertner. No. It just... This isn't good. Uh, but I still... You know, I still give it a five. It was a, I, I do. I do. Uh-oh. It, it, okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it was bad. Okay. But I had a good time with it. Martin, how did you feel about this? Um. All of this. Yeah, this again had two modes, walk and brawl. Um, so many shots to the head with those um, Al Snow polystyrene mannequin things. Um, unprotected head shots in 2010, fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of those. Uh, yeah, the lightsaber duel was fun, funny, but 
Was that necessarily extreme? Extreme <laughs> And yeah, yeah, New Jack. It's like, wow, they got New Jack for the- They weren't going to have Sabu, but they had New Jack. <laughs> they, um, they pitched him to Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam. No. Hey man, no. Ain't no <laughs> that ain't my bag, baby. What are you fucking stupid? <laughs> what? Um, Gertner, bless him. His speech at the beginning was fantastic. I think the fatter Gertner is, the funnier the gimmick becomes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And, and then, understandably, he doesn't really want to get in the ring for the spot with New Jack. So, <laughs> so you, you can hear Bubba quite audibly shout, Come on, Joel! <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he looks, crawls in and then, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure New Jack doesn't hit him with that guitar. He looks rather sweaty, doesn't he? <laughs> a little bit. Little it's bit. human in Florida. But he's, he's not wearing a shirt. Like, you just want to give him, like, a, some antiperspirant, just to... And I just feel like I just oh, want to... know he like, smells under that thing. Oh. <laughs> that cover yeah. bun has seen some shit. Yeah, just... Yeah, just this is the whole thing. That, it's just that, a little that, icky. That that rhino he's wearing. Where, what what is that? Muskrat. I, I I don't know how much fur the rhino has, but oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I'm just sitting here thinking. I was like, oh, You're right. the great furry rhino, and not like furry, very striped. <laughs> Walrus have fur? <laughs> not no, really. They no, they yeah. don't. Sticking with water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mark. What did you so, What did you give this man? Yeah. I, I I gave this a, a five. Okay. <laughs> it's it's perfectly serviceable. It's just a bit dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's perfectly serviceable. Is like the I remember comment that we've always <laughs> used for any matches. You know what I mean? Like when we, when we just want to kind of give it it's that serviceable. It's serviceable. It's, it's quite serviceable. It's, it's not edible. offensive. It's edible. You know. <laughs> Jason, you? How about you? Gertner's speech is good, but the gross couple on hard cam right behind him they are making out. <laughs> oh my god, it's weird. Oh, it's, yes. like, it's like what he's saying is turning her on. There is, looks like over the pants fingering at one oh. point. Yes, yes. <laughs> is that Francine in her pants? No. It was like watching fear just Mark Wahlberg on a roller coaster. Oh yeah, it was that bad. Uh, took I was like oh uh, like I was I had to stop and like step away for like ten beer. minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. I did not enjoy that. Um, She's gonna come. <laughs> I don't know. She was just more like, eh. "Where's that blue titty?" <laughs> I think she. <laughs> I think she just looked in and said that was serviceable, and then we're all done. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Florida. <laughs> and then at some point later on in the match it's a different guy standing in the same place he was I'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> <laughs> it truly is where's the she's a crack whore chance cause it's happening good enough for you is good enough um, throughout the whole match Taz and Tanae just spend each other like spend time trying to crack each other up and not really call the match I hate hearing Taz's can well his stopping laughing just <laughs> It's like he's got the mute, but he's on the call. He's like, <laughs> he's he's booby. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Blue titty. Oh, no peanut butter. <laughs> uh, mm. Like, the match was so blah. I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot of Axel Rotten in 2010. Balls look like, I don't know, 
Like he lost a lot of weight. Cojones, yeah. <laughs> he looked like old man's balls. Just droopy and saggy and touching the bowl. I like that he's Spanish now. Yeah. They even balls like they go cojones and he just goes, well, whatever, fuck it, I'm getting a paycheck. He did do that. He went, yeah. The crowd was chanting balls, which was good. I mean, that's got to feel good. If you think if you're a wrestler, you hadn't, as far as we know, he hadn't been on TV since the ECW, WCW experiment went away. And here you are in front of a bunch of people and they know to say balls when you're punching someone. Probably feels really good. <laughs> I was thinking, as opposed to just incredible, who I mean, granted they all chanted his name, but he was kind of cheating because he was wearing that shirt to let <laughs> yes. everyone know this is me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it took us 100 episodes, but we got a lightsaber duel on the podcast. Yes, uh, and it was not a good one. Um, it's not exactly this. true. Really, movies for guys like movies who did Star Wars. Duel and there wasn't a lightsaber no, duel in Martin? Force Awakens. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I to do Insulting that. Martin. No, that was just terrible. <laughs> Blue Teddy. Go back and watch it. There ain't no lightsaber duel in the Star Wars episode seven. Um, there wasn't. There sure lights- was. Not a lightsaber duel. He like swabbed that thing around twice and made the ground split open and the planet started. Well, what, what constitutes a duel? What were Con- you what were you watching? <laughs> what was I so, watching? Oi! Oi! <laughs> so let me understand this. <laughs> this is a play on a professor. Yeah, this, I mean that's really what we're playing <laughs> off of here. So what y'all say? That's what always the bit. That's always the bit. What'd you rate it, Jason? I gave this piece of shit a three. Wow. All right, I'll make this two threes. I'll give it a two. I hated it. Um, I never want to see a street fight like this again, especially when the Dudley boys are in it. And there is, you know what I mean? No, no, that's a good point. That's what really bothered me. Wouldn't it be a Dudleyville street fight? Especially like when you're, well, it's a Team 3Dville. Oh, a Team 3Dville street fight. I love that. And then the, the new Jack bullshit after the fact. He's wearing the staple gun around his chest like it's a fucking clock and he's flavor flayed. He staples Devon in the titty. Is that where he got him? He got him. He goes right here. There's like a reaction. Black titty. <laughs> it's like the Power Rangers of Jesus. titties. <laughs> but we've gonna, said that word. Uh, more than we've ever said that word. God dang it. <laughs> if, if you're going to do the staple gun bit though. If someone's going to take a staple, there should be blood so that it's worth it for you know for the for the pop from the crowd. Like, oh, I feel like that. though they were pulling back because of the Dreamer Raven match. I you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know that is gonna, a pretty bloody the, match. The, yeah, yeah so it was. That was the only thing I was thinking they were trying. But still, you could do more of a street fight than yeah. that. The only thing when he said about RVD taking on New Jack wouldn't have been great if he did a Van Daminator into the guitar and exploded in New Jack. Holy <laughs> shit! What are you Dumb yeah. Care to illustrate my error? No. Uh, all right, so we got all... I said two, by the way. I don't know oh, you did? Yeah, that's, that's it. I don't have anything else to say about that it. That high, huh? It, oh, yeah. <laughs> Much praise. Raven talks a history... He talks his history to Tommy Dreamer, and he becomes more Woody Allen, I feel, as this promo goes on. <laughs> right. As it starts, it's like, okay, this is classic WCW kind of Raven. And then it just kind of gets topical and... Yeah, it's, goofy? Yeah, it's just weird. I, 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 that's why I was like, he, he starts sounding like a Woody Allen character. And then he took my girl, <coughs> and he fucked her and had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great Woody Allen versus Tommy Dreamer. 
Here comes Sunyi. But who's side is she on? <laughs> I just can't creepy, take the dream of driving. Please would it be if Woody Allen walked over and waved at the kids? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a John Cena shirt too. Is what makes it we're work. keeping it one hundred on this show. That's yeah. for sure. Whoa, moving on. More I remember crap. And then we go to a pre-taped video with. On that last I remember, everybody talks like Joey, like he's dead. I know. I was about this to get to the real the next, next, Yeah. So then they go to the Joey Siles prom. They, they act. Yeah. He was I, the greatest. You know, I love Sandman. I just wish you were here, buddy. Cut. I put down my beer for this. They, they talk about him like he's dead, and then I, they, they do it later on with uh, Paul Heyman. It's like he's just... <laughs> fucking... Oh, oh, Raven's got I feel like for the Paul Heyman one, too... Don't you feel like for the Heyman one, too, they watched the rise and fall of ECW before it's like, all right, well, he's the mad scientist. That's the exact same line. They use the exact yeah. same quotes, almost, from that DVD. Raven's... He was like Scorsese, and I was De Niro. That's what he's... What? <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he elaborated. Whatever he was thinking, I thought at first. Whatever I was thinking, he thought of at first. I'm like, I don't think that's how that. And then we made taxi drivers. Some guy tried to shoot someone. Where did you grow up? In a Norman Rockwell painting, Uh Grammy, (laughs) Grammy Hall. (laughs) Grammy. There's an Annie Hall reference. There we go. It took a hundred episodes to get a lightsaber duel and Annie Hall together to show. Reset the clock. We've got an Annie Hall reference. You have very nice looking children. That'd be great if you want to go over to Buell and said that. That Dixie Carter just. Give me another cocktail. She looks like a wine drinker. She looks like a Riesling girl. Whoa. Playing slap the bag with a box of Riesling and Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. A couple of rosés. Yeah, like a rosé. That looks like her type. What's the gas station wine that has the. The, they have the blue hurricane. They have like the the barefoot. Not Berry Farm. Is it not? You know the wine. Not Berry Farm. There's the one. It's got some good shit. No, you're right about the barefoot. That's the award one. It's award one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know barefoot and apothic, and that's about it. Mm. All right. So now we go to our sub main event here. We have Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. The with final showdown. Mick Foley, his special <laughs> referee. So I think that's you, Martin. What you it think? is. What do you think of this gem? <laughs> oh god I think what sums this up perfectly is the camera catch the TNA director catching Raven clearly laughing and joking with someone at ringside <laughs> I think it's when Tommy throws him into a guardrail the cut to like a, a, you see him going to the rail and his backs to the to the camera then they cut to a side and he has the biggest fucking shit eating grin on his face and then today I have to try and cover it by saying, "Look, he loves the pain. He loves the pain." It's like, no, I think he's, I think he's just spotted someone he knows in the crowd. I thought he was uh, eyeballing Dreamer's kids there. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's yeah. This is this is where I'm gonna get not preachy, but it's like fuck Tommy Dreamer for having his daughters in in the. I uh, agree. Of course you would in the crowd for this match. It's like you know, Uncle Scott is going to carve. <laughs> you know, is going to make your daddy bleed in front of you, and it's like Dixie sat right there too. And you can, there is a moment you can see on her face where she kind of goes, "Oh shit, this was a night. This was a, a bad idea." She's complicit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
and then yeah they kind of just go through a load of stuff uh, the tommy use my sign plant actually kind of cool because there was a, a, a no mercy stop sign sorry a wcw revenge stop sign in the uh yeah. hidden in the paper really cool. that was kind of cool i'll give him credit for that um everybody bleeds a lot uh Dreber falls through the rungs of a ladder so again tommy's balls coming for some major hammering how he managed to father two kids i will never know there's probably something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then, then we get some weird Benoit exploitation with a barbed wire crossface, with Dreamer to Raven with the barbed wire going across the mouth. Not <sighs> fucking cool. Um, the BWO appear, the fake meanie, or the blue titty. That's right. <laughs> the blue titty. Um, misses a splash. <laughs> then... Misses a splash. What an yes. understatement. <laughs> then, then ECW alum McFarley brings out Mr. Socko. Yep. And it gets they, cheered this time. Yes. And they can't call him Mr. Socko. <laughs> so they just have to, on commentary, they just refer to it as a sock. Um, <laughs> it's Senior Socko. <laughs> <laughs> his, his non-union Mexican equivalent. It's Cojones to suck. Cojones suckle. <laughs> um, poor Lupus comes in for the for the you know best of luck spot of the night. He gets um, a barbed wire mandible claw. Oh God, oh, that weird. must have fucking sucked. <laughs> I need um, to get over. I've, I hate it. I hate I've, this spot. Yeah, I, I got in my notes, it wouldn't be a Dreamer match without a shit ton of bullshit. Yes. <laughs> because True. Raven handcuffs Dreamer, chair shots him, um, Beulah then appears, or whatever her actual name is, because again, we can't use the name Teresa? Beulah. Yeah. Yes. Ter- it's Teresa. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, they tease, you know, war on women, man on woman violence, mm. uh, but Beulah hits a low blow, and then Dreamer hits a DDT while handcuffed. Yeah. It's, a, it's a no-arm DDT. It's yes. <laughs> no so so DDT. a fall. <laughs> That's great. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. And then uh, we get uh, an even floor to a chair, and then Raven wins, which I kind of, you know, that's apparently that, that was their thing, you know, the two-year feud. Dreamer never beat Raven apart from one time. Um, yeah, the fact that um, there's that much blood and, like, barbed wire shit, and, like, there's two... You know, like Dreamers two kids who I, I can't imagine that they you know they can go oh it's just a show yeah you know, it's a case of they can tell it's just a show and the kids won't believe them they'll think that so much really fucking going on I think if I remember reading rightly at the time like they both they had to be taken backstage because they were freaking out at watching oh, sure. you know da- watching daddy work so fuck them for that this gets a three out of ten. <laughs> Um, I love that Charlie Sabile shows up at the end of the match. You still suck, Dreamer! Yes! <laughs> Big emotional moment. So awesome. I just, Woo! Real quick. I just thought that was... Three out of ten, I, I'm going to be right there with you. But Jason, go ahead. Kick in there and drive it home. Uh, I'm not a fan of matches where there's... A big hit, and then there's two minutes of someone laying around while someone else sets stuff up. Oh, yeah. That's kind of boring. Uh, kind of a this is a pitfall. Hit. Triple threat matches usually. Is like one guy takes his bump and disappears. At least, but at least sleeping. there are two people going at, at that point, as opposed to this is like Raven hits Tommy, and then Raven goes and does something for 
yeah. three minutes, and then Tommy gets exactly. up, and it's it's just no. It's like two kids playing. I got you. No, I got you. No, I got you. You're down. Um, the DDT with the handcuffs could have fucked them both up. I know. Like, yep. like first of all, Tommy's arms are back here, so it could have broke his arm and Raven's. You neck. know, it's like when somebody does that scoop slam with a hammer lock. And that freaks me out. Uh, me too. Those, yeah. Yep. I'm always worried you're not going to get your arm out in time. No. Nope. Yeah, like put his hand back here. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, the. I don't know. I just. I hated this. This is like. I didn't watch ECW a lot growing up, but knowing about Tommy Dreamer and Raven, then you're going to tell me the final showdowns two years later, and someone who really had nothing to do with their feud feud is going to insert themselves in it. Oh, it's about Mick Foley. Yes. I mean, again, like, that's why I hate that spot. Is like, does he need to get over again? Like, does he He beats the shit out of Raven. Well, he just, then he just walks off the set. He just leaves. Yeah. He leaves the match for a considerable amount of time. I need need to get this lupus guy out of here. He's a troublesome Because he's a nuisance. Nuisance lupus. (laughs) (laughs) Lupus the menace with Mick Foley. Lupus the menace. (laughs) Is is Foley Mr. Wilson? Yes. Uh, but if you're going to do okay, Tommy Dreamer and Raven, the final showdown should have a special referee. But to me, this is where Sandman should have been. Sandman oh, should have been the referee. Yeah. What? What do you expect that to be? Like? Uh, well, look, look. <laughs> Logistics aside, Sandman played a big role for both of these guys. That's why. I mean, like that—that's more important with, than just having Mick Foley. Because Raven took his fucking kid. He can just be the special enforcer. Just keep oh, the Mike his, Tyson role. Just, yeah, just leave him to his own discipline. There is no way you could depend on James. What what was his Fullington? James Fullington to 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 referee a match. Well, that man can barely wrestle a match, let alone <laughs> referee a match. But that's what would have been fun. It's just like they'd be like, "Well, we know you're gonna get into it." It would have made more sense than Foley. I mean, he should. If you're, or have, I will, I will concede this. He should have been. If not, don't stick him in that thing in the beginning with uh, Aldo Polacco. No, send him out here. You know, in the in Aldo the, <laughs> PJ Montoya. <laughs> what? That's a character on Silk Stockings. I swear. Oh. <laughs> it's eleven thirty. <laughs> Must be time for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, it's the Nightman. And it's Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas. Acapulco Heat. Oh. Baywatch Nights. Because who goes to the beach at night? What were we going to give this? This three gets a three. three. Another three. Chuck, take it away. I know. I can see this coming. I He's really sweating. liked what? Man in the Crate. <laughs> the uh, the fake uh, dreamer thing. It was better than WWE's version. I was oh like, yes, this sounds very g- close to the original. Um, D- ah, ah, but was that before or be- before or after dream? Okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought that up. I read. I, I, I take it back. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Uh, so they say it's Teresa. McGillicuddy or whatever they they say just say Teresa and it's clearly Beulah put on a few pounds but you know she she had kids it's okay two of them they were right there two kids right there yeah. and Tommy Dreamer of course he bleeds within the first minute minute and a half and it's ugly yeah and I'm sitting there watching I'm like take the kids out now because we own another like Royal Rumble '99 incident and they do that one thing that I loved and it was so great and then it was kind of taken away from me is that it dawned on me while watching this match. Tommy Dreamer can't do the ECW pose. Yes. I was like, he can't do it. And then he kind of does it and gets the crowd to say it. 
It, you're, it's like when uh, we didn't mention it, but it's like my, one of my least favorite things that Bubba Ray Dudley does. Whenever he like is talking to Devon or trying to get the crowd to like chant along, he'll count to three. You know, mm-hmm. one, two, three, your turn, assholes. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> kind of like when Hogan used to do the big boot and do the leg drop, and it was great. But then, at, like, when he got older, he did the big boot and started doing this. You guys want to see it? You want to see, you want to see it? You want me to win? Subscribe. One, two, three. Your turn, asshole. It's the greatest independent wrestler ever. Um, Foley attacking Raven, I thought was... I mean, it's one thing to attack him, but it kind of seemed to be excessive. Because he did the whole turnbuckle spot. And like I said, Mr. Sacco getting cheered. There is the difference between this crowd and the crowd from One Night Stand of uh, 05. Because that thing was booed into oblivion. Was it 06? Oh, 06 was where he was healed. Oh, because right, because Foley was on commentary for 05. Um, Beulah gets involved, sort of, in the match, and I'm kind of just waiting for her to just take one of her classic bumps. Uh, did, did, I mean, I don't even remember. Did she get an even flow? I don't think so. No. I don't think anything happened to her. No, she, she gave Raven a low blow. Oh, Jesus, of course. And it ends with Tommy Jr. getting an even flow on, on a chair. And, you know, like, I started thinking back, and they didn't mention it. Tommy won the last match right. between him and Raven. Yeah. And, and that was the end of it. And I was like, that's fine. And then they want to throw this at us. And, I'm, and I'm, I honestly, dude, I was hoping. I was like, Tommy needs to win. I was like, it'd be good if he won this whole feud. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. In typical dreamer fashion. In typical he dreamer lost. fashion, and it was one. It was interesting to have Raven have that promo that he had, but Dreamer didn't have one to counteract it to tell his side of the story. Because if you just listen to Raven's, I mean, it really does seem like he's the face. Well, um, isn't that retcon of what the original thing was? Is that Tommy was the dick anyway? He was the jock. He yeah. was the jock who made fun of Beulah because she was fat at camp, and then she grew up hot. Well, now she's fat again. So I guess everything comes full circle. But she's not fat. No. But I like the Taz and Tanae are saying we can't have a cat fight because we've only got one lady. <laughs> yeah. It's just like if you've seen the new Southpaw, it's like we've only got one where they get the yeah. lady wrestler. Like, we got one. What are we supposed to do with that? Um, anyway, this this was okay. I, I, I liked it more than you. I'd give it a five. Oh. Um... I really don't like this. <laughs> and you're smiling as you said. You know, I really don't. No, because I this is a this is this is one of the major knocks on TNAs when they would try and do this is rip off WWE moments. This is such a rip off of Royal Rumble '99. Yeah, exactly. In so yeah. many ways, yeah. the only thing they didn't do is the I quit thing at the end. Well, they also took the kids away. They did the. I mean, the handcuffed chair shots. It's the exact same thing. And it, and then you have Mick Foley in the match, and you can't even acknowledge it. That's what makes it even worse, is that Mick Foley's in the match that they're, that they're ripping off. I... That's a good point. I... This is a two. Two? I, I just, wow, Will. Goddamn. I just... I, I, I think your dislike of Mick Foley has tainted this. Well, man, well I just you didn't like, dislike him until we started watching... This shit. Well, I this uh the 2016 version of Foley coming back and being captured. That well, that coincided because it was happening at the same time. Right. It was the Hell in a Cell promo. Having to do like oh the that one. Well, the one where he's talking the the lady Hell in a Cell match. You don't understand. And it's like oh here we go. You're not that important here. Okay. What you did was incredible. 
it might have been the moment that turned things around in some people's eyes. And I respect that. But you don't need to assert yourself in it. Like, let them. You need to die a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? You know, why not? Let, let fuckface come out and play. You know, go ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> the second time we've said fuckface. <laughs> That's three. Well, difference is. <laughs> I, it, the other thing, too, is like the last match that they had in ECW was supposed to be the end of it. So, what happened to precipitate having another one? Like, did, did Raven like throw a Molotov cocktail through the, through the, through the house window? <laughs> And it's like, it ain't over. Even for. <laughs> he didn't send the you welcome for the thank you card for the wedding present. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad Martin liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just. I like it now. <laughs> the no arm DDT as well. It's just like. So ridiculous. dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, just pin yourself. <laughs> I really hope WWE 2K18 has a creative move because the no arm DDT is a finisher for sure. The the thing though that was just amazing is that whoever that is audibly says, "You still suck, Dreamer." I thought that early. is. It reminds so me of the guy good. that that shouted at the end of Taker's match with Brock Lesnar. When Taker's like, "I need sympathy, man. I need, I need it." And that one asshole, "You suck." <laughs> and then. Well, they've edited it out. Now. There was that time he was doing a promo and he, he paused and some. <laughs> retire! Retire! <laughs> Jesus. It, is. it happened to Shane the other night on SmackDown. Did you see this? No. What, Dude, what I haven't else? seen it. But he's doing like. He's cutting a promo and Kevin Owens telling about all his problems with him and why he'll never reach like top, top tier or something. And you just hear this. And he's, as he's lifting off these reasons, one guy in the car goes. Because he's fat! <laughs> is that why he stopped? And Shane he... stops and he just... He stops for like 20 seconds, man. And he's like... He's like trying to get his... And they, my favorite's when the camera goes back to Kevin Owens. Like... You <laughs> can see him doing this. You can go ahead and say it. But he's fat! Kevin Owens don't give a fuck. Man, Kevin Owens is awesome. Which is his best line. He upped the I wish you died in the womb. From Nikki Bella to Brie Bella to I wish you shouldn't have survived that helicopter crash. Oh, oh to Shane? Yeah. Oh. Your kids would be a lot better shape if you would survive. That's I have to see this. Yeah. That's, that's almost one of those like you need to go immediately backstage and tell his kids like, okay, it's a show. Declan or Deacon yeah. or Fuckface, whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the names of his kids? They're know. all horrible. They're all bad uh, names. Declan, Trinity, Sinbad. Yeah, they all sound like Sinbad. they're fighting the Matrix. So, so it's guy from Blade Runner, Trinity, Sinbad. Now, the sailor or comedian? Uh, it was first kid. <laughs> first kid. <laughs> so Jeremy Borash is backstage with, when New Jack shows up for oh, a promo. The highlight of the Man, show. this is the line of the night, dude. Denzel's and we buddy, get to say it because he said it. Denzel's, Denzel's buddy says, once you go black, you get bad credit. <laughs> New Jack uh, then says a uh, Borash is his bitch and walks him off stage to probably sodomize him. Now, That's what I was thinking. What, I mean, did you read it any other way? <laughs> who is the? Who is the? I don't. Who is the girl? That's yeah. SoCal Bell. Okay, and then we her face was astounding. There's no other way to put it. When New Jack walks up, and it's before he even says anything, she just turns around, looks at the camera, and I'm like, she point out the scars on his head. No, she's she like, I don't. Where she just turns around and looks at like help. 
There is, yeah. <laughs> there is a, a clear cry for help. And with what's, I like how New Jack just goes, "Hey, pretty white girl." Okay, Mustafa, she's all yours. <laughs> just drags her all like, oh. oh yeah, she tries to leave and they grab her. Yeah, I'm like, oh Jesus, mm-hmm. Dixie, what have you done? Poor. So <laughs> Maggie, another rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Betty's money sure does flow nice here in 2010. It's G's <laughs> Pappas, give me ten. That'd be great. Oh, Pappas. Dixie Carter's hanging out with Pappas. Pappas. Who's Pappas? Fuck is Pappas. Uh oh, listen to that. I put the. Podcast to a grinding home. Well, I'm waiting. Well, Pappas is from Pappas? fucking Point Break, baby. Oh, Pappas! Pappas! Oh, <laughs> Pappas! Give oh, me Pappas! Two. Give me two. Give me two. Paul, R.I.P. Paul Heyman tribute. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Scorsese of wrestling? Yeah, that's that's the line. Oh, shit. Someone said that? Raven, 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 Raven. Raven. he's Scorsese Raven. and I'm De Niro. Right, that's what he said. Yeah, yes. that, that's what this... Okay, alright. So then that leads us to our main event. Rob Van Dam, who is the TNA World Champion, so beat, it, beat AJ Styles. I remember I have that. So many problems with this. Yeah, the versus match? versus Sabu. Who's up on this one? I just I blanked. Who just who's? Is it it's, me? Uh, no, it's Jason. Jason, I did um, dream of. Yeah, because it's a deal. It's a Sabu. Jason, you, this is perfect. Then go ahead, take it away. Have fun with it. Sorry, let's let's go with Rob Van Dam's TNA music first off. What a first of all, when you're gonna sing talk your move set as your entrance music. That is incredible. Jump, kick, roundhouse, flag, sweep. Like, what else does he sing, Martin? Didn't Martin and I talking about it on Twitter? Yes, I've, I've forgotten. But it's it's it goes through all like the van crushing it, and then there's like five stuff, rocks, flag. Yeah, that's the big one where he just like uh, I was like, and that's his music. That's not just TNA's. Like apparently he paid someone to make that. Really? Oh, I so didn't he know could that. use the independence. Like I mean, hey, whatever, man. For Rob Van Dam four twenty says I had no brain cells left. Um, I do like how Fonzie keeps his word because he walks down to the ring with Rob Van Dam down the middle and as soon as Van Dam's music stops bolts takes, takes it off takes the jacket off wearing the Sabu stuff going with it it was great like I will say this I love seeing Fonzie in this and mm-hmm. not pulling in a dramatic oh I'm torn it's just like I'm gonna be with both of you um, Bolt Sabu is fucking terrifying Yes. More terrifying than with hair. Yes. It was like, ooh, did you just escape the electric chair? Mm-hmm. Like, he is intense. Um, just, I like it. I'll go into my problems with it after my breakdown. Is Sabu's wrestling really smart. I think he's the smartest we've ever seen him wrestle in a match. Because he's going after Rob Van Dam's legs really early on. He's going to take out his main offensive weapon. Pretty smart. Not the typical Sabu. Sabu's just a madman. He's just going to keep coming for you. But wrestling pretty smart. Uh, so, Fonzie gives everybody water. Yes, he does. First, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when he throws a chair in the ring, mm-hmm. throws it right down the middle. Everyone gets water. Um, I don't know what the hell the Van Assassin is because they make a big deal out of it. What? I've never heard it. It's, it's, so it's his move when he... Um, it's uh, Is it the straddling the rope chair to the face? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And I was like, I've never heard it called anything before. No. That's a terrible name. Yeah. And they make out like it was like... a. Staple of his entire TV title Which run. The move was, but mm-hmm. the name nope. has never been, I had never heard it mentioned. No, nope. that twisting DDT spot. Oh, it's awesome. Was, it's it the best was, spot. was insane. Um, the table turning sideways and Sabu hitting his tailbone on it, where, you know, he right backs himself. That <laughs> fucking, that's a tailbone broken. And for someone who's had a broken tailbone, that's not going to be pleasant because he's down. Like, he, he can't barely stand up during the victory celebration for Rob Van Dam. 
Um, the match itself, I give the match a seven out of ten. Okay. Because I mean, it's it's Sabu it driving in. We only got it once. Right. On right. the pay per views, um, it seemed like the the problem. We got it. Remember, we got it guilty as charged. Russell Palooza '98, I believe. Russell Palooza. Okay. And Twice. That's, that's within the draw. Okay. See, the Guilty as Charged match is actually really good. I, I don't even remember the Wrestlepalooza. I, I think that's once the draw, because they're both... I think this is still, like, before RVD's, like, super over as a baby face. Someone will correct us. I think us. that's the one. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, my problems with this match is I get that this is an ECW reunion show. But one of your main... I mean, Rob Van Dam is also an active competitor, and he is your world heavyweight champion. If you're trying to appeal to people that aren't watching your show, but you're having a, an ECW reunion show, and you still got one guy who can still go, why isn't he wrestling the best person on your roster instead, since you got more people that haven't watched your show probably watching? Why isn't the main event Rob Van Dam and AJ Styles? AJ Styles, or like, like, I get, especially after Jerry Lynn fell through. But I mean, because this whole thing with that, Rob Van Dam versus AJ Styles for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Let people see and go, God dang, I'm going to start watching this. Look at this shit. Well, AJ's the reason I started watching TNA Yeah, when I first his, saw him. I saw his, um, on the internet, his triple threat with Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels again. It's phenomenal. It is fucking amazing. But that's what I don't get. I mean, you know, going with the side, but it makes no sense. It was, to me, that was a tremendous waste. You could have got more people to probably get into your shit earlier. But I'll move on from that soapbox. Well, it's like, um, that, well, I think every person that wrestles on this show... Is from ECW, mm-hmm. like the original ECW, and I, I can't remember if that's the way it was in 05, but it definitely wasn't like that in 06. Mm-mm. You know, I, and that's one thing I can say about TNA is that they they, they try to keep it authentic. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and but still, it doesn't. This does not feel like an ECW show. No, not, no, like, not at all. Not even like oh, even 06 felt like it. And you know what? I think it's the atmosphere. I think it's the arena. But with so seven, yeah, you have any other problems with it? That's it. What about you? This is the best match for me uh, on the card, but, but I still think it's it's barely above mediocre. Yeah. I, it's okay. I mean, there's just there's a couple of good spots. I love the the highlights for me are the Bill Alfonso things, like little things that he does, and it, it's a great reminder, especially after a one night stand of six, how integral he was to the importance of matches with Rob Van Dam. Because um, Rob Van Dam, I mean, he can carry a match on his own fine, but there is such a great element that he adds to it. Uh, Bill Alfonso, and on top of that, Sabu also, and watching, it's, I don't know if it's ever been done before, where a manager tries to help both guys. Yeah, I can't think he's of He's the it. only one, he did, he's done it before. Yep. He's done it before, but, but it's such an interesting thing, yeah. you know, for him to do that. And, uh, th- I mean, the match is, I mean, you, obviously you're not going to have Rob Van Dam lose to Sabu, but uh, the match is okay. Uh, I'd give this, this is the highest rating, i give this a six. Okay, Martin, how about you? Um, I haven't got too much to say about it. I thought it was fine. There were some excellent, excellent spots, but a whole lot of nothing in between them. You know, they seemed to go. It seemed to go on for for quite a while. Yep. Um, and I was getting kind of burned out by the end of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. Um, it's a it's a seven best match of the show. Nice. Best moment was New Jack and JB. Oh yeah. So I, I gave the, I gave this a six. I'm right there with you guys on it. Um, I definitely think it was. It, it, Probably, I would say, yeah, I'd probably still give it, I'd put it above the two, the Scorpio match, but I mean, like, it's still a six. It's not like, like, these guys, their Palooza match was off the charts compared mm-hmm. to this. I mean, that Guilty match as well that you were talking about, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also, like, what, at least 12 years before this. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. life. Yeah. 
So this thing ends, of course, like with everyone coming out and hugging. Uh, no, at first there was no sign of New Jack, and I thought he still is carrying on with uh, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate the "fuck you, Vince" chant that starts at the I end. I didn't yeah. hear that. And then everyone is like, oh, and, and they and they seem to enjoy the wrestlers seem to enjoy it. And this really made me mad because I was like, um, most of you guys, he gave you an opportunity to come over there, and you got paid to wrestle under your old name pretty much in WWE. Like whether you liked it or not, like you had a job and you were getting paid for them, right? And you probably it upped your value significantly on the independent circuit too. So, and if it wasn't for ECW one night stand, I guarantee you TNA hardcore justice would have never happened. Right. No, never. They they act like WWE, like just didn't do it. It's like, they did this way better. Just twice, two years from even 06. Like, I mean, like, I know we said the 05 one is definitely the definitive one, but even 06 is way better of an ECW show than this. Yes. And I love how they carry her into the, carry Dixie into the ring. Like it's this this big thing. It's Bubba Ray Dudley. And, 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 and Tommy says, this is one hell of a pay-per-view. This is a hell of a pay-per-view, wasn't it? Nope. No, yeah, no. Nope. Maybe for that. Maybe for Bandana dude who's going to leave his jacket in Orlando <laughs> and retire as a fan. The right, finger bang couple, or but this. I have seen it all. This show, though, I mean, uh, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I remember when I was talking to you guys. I was talking to some of you before, like a week ago, before we pushed the recording back to today. I was like, you know, it's not bad. But then I was like, you know why I'm saying that? Because we're coming up December to December. Yeah. And then I and then after that wore off, I was like, oh, after no, that wore off, this is pretty. This is pretty yeah, bad. The further you distance yourself from that, it is because this is just something you could probably go see. Like it, we've said a couple times, any armory. Yes, with the exception yeah. of the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh yeah, it's just I don't know why the matches seem lazier. Yeah. In the last two shows. Well, I'm sorry, in the one night stand shows. It doesn't seem like any thought was real put into it. Tommy's just like, you wrestle you, you wrestle you, you wrestle you, that's it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's any heart to it. And, and of course, having it in the impact zone uh, didn't help. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry, sorry. The extreme zone. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. Right. TNA's TNA calls it through the night. Hardcore, hey, member me. So as we can, as we get, <laughs> we're, we're finally reached the end of this. So. Charlie, are you still doing our? How close are you? I've got it. Okay. What did? Oof. What did? Oh, what was he? What do we think of this gem? Okay. <clears throat> uh, I have. Well, shit. I have it rated at the highest, along with Martin. We're tied at four point eight six. <laughs> and uh, Will, you're at the lowest. Are you proud? I'm very. How proud, proud are you? I, after Tell all, me how after proud. After all the crap I had taken for overrating matches, I am. Proud. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, all right, you have it at a four point one four. Jason four point four three. New Blood Rising podcast gives TNA Hardcore Justice a four point five seven. Ooh, I'm surprised. It's so Cage Match on that's a six eight eight. Fuck them. <laughs> but I got a little review here for you from, uh, from a guy named Moose Nugget. Oh, oh not Moose Nugget. <laughs> not Moose Nugget. Now, you know how you should be reading this. Like you are. <laughs> Very. <clears throat> I, wrote, I wrote this about three years ago when I saw this show. I really wasn't looking forward to this show, but I bought it anyway since my friends and I enjoyed ECW so much. This was worse than I expected. <laughs> 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 We had three matches that turned into comedy bouts. <laughs> the two matches I was actually looking forward to ended up being duds. 
There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason to go back and see this. Two out of ten. <laughs> he said three matches that turned into con- I guess he's talking about the double Guerrero spot. I was, yeah. Starting to feel a little sammy. <laughs> I'm waiting on ECW to die. I'm ready did. And someone dug it up in 2010. Then I just keep ordering it like some jackass. <laughs> I cannot quit the extreme zone. I cannot quit ECW. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me a half a dozen times. Goddamn. <laughs> So, is that it? Yeah. So, what do you? Are we done with season three? Yeah. So that that (laughs) that is uh, that is it. I'm sorry. I'm starting to. I'm trying to prepare the next bit of the show. So anyway, um, what did you to start off with? Like, just kind of like overall thoughts of season three. I'm going to start with Jason. Just kind of you know overall, like when you when we go. From barely legal '97 all the way to this, like, what did you think of this season? It has a trajectory, that's for sure. It's down. Like we ECW starts off really strong and really passionate, and then the original ECW kind of fizzles because there's all that other stuff going on, and it feels like a shell of its former self. And then the returns, the first reunion show, was a nice bright spot. Because it was just like, it was like one night stand 05 was just full of people just like, oh my God, I'm so glad this is here. Yeah. And then the 2006, it's like, oh my God, it's here. And then December, December, it's something completely different. And then this thing was, I don't know, it just feels like ECW is something that wrestling companies are really going to, I don't think they can anymore. I think it's past its half-life date, but really try to exploit. Sure. Um, I mean, as not a super big fan of, of ECW from the get-go, but, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of fun stuff. I mean, like, I don't think, as far as background stuff, we've ever had a season like this, which is oh, some crazy right. shit that was going on, because that place was a madhouse. Yep. And that was fun. But, I mean, there's a reason something like that's not going to last long. So, I mean... Charlie, how about you? Um, I... I'm kind of with you. I came into this as a huge fan of ECW. Um, like even before they had a TV deal, like I would order the pay-per-views. Like I love these guys. Uh, now that we're done, and I have more of an idea of the way that these things went, I'm still a big fan of them, but I'm not as much of a fan. And I think it's because of the sameness of a lot of the shows that we watched. Um, in terms of quality, I. Most of it's quite good. There's only one bad show for me in the entire run, which is so impressive, and that was December to Dismember. I mean, even 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 when it was ECW Prime, even a show that was bad still had a, a few redeeming qualities. Or it's not like season one where there was bad show, bad show, bad show, and then an occasional good one. But um, I'm glad we did it. I had a blast. Of I, like I said, we've been doing this season for about a year. And this was a lot of fun for me, like, to just go through it. I don't know if I will ever watch it again. You know, like, that's one thing. I don't know if I can. or I know I definitely can't look at it the same way anymore because I used to love New Jack. Dude, I used to make him jump off my ceiling fan, like, with the action <laughs> figures. He always missed, though. That's hard to get. You know? Well, that seems kind of close to reality. <laughs> right. Did you just put him up there and turn it on? <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. Um, no, it's good. It, 
it's funny you mentioned the last thing you said. Uh, I couldn't understand why it went out of business like w- when I was a kid. And uh, looking back on it, it is, it does kind of make sense. You know, why? Like, in a more obvious way than WCW. And, like, this could not last forever. Like, it just doesn't have a sustainable model. Especially, and maybe it's because of the way wrestling's gone within the last 10 years, with it being more toned down. And something like this would just stick out like a sore thumb, and we'd actually hate it for how violent it was. You know, but for its time, I mean, it was revolutionary. It really was. Like, it's, it's the reason I think we have the Attitude Era. I think it helped kickstart that. And, but, but even so, WWE's version of, like, ECW, like, in terms of their extreme matches in the Attitude Era, I actually do prefer those. Like, there is a, a, it's a better way to do it in a, in a safer way, not including something like Hell in a Cell. Right. But I like WWE's way of doing that. Not their way of actually doing ECW, where they just got rid of it all. But um, it's, I mean, it's very easy to see, for me at least, why ECW has such a, a lasting impression with wrestling fans. And, and why people still talk about it today. And I agree with you. It's way past its expiration date. If you were to bring it back now, it's got to be different people. All different. This is like the last show where they could have the original guys. Because yeah. the Dudleys are gone now, even. Right. So, but yeah, like, I'll always love ECW. But yeah, this season definitely had an effect on the way I looked at it. Martin, how about you in that respect? Did, uh, how would you evaluate it? I, uh, I only knew of ECW by reputation coming into this. Um, what handfuls of, of footage that WWE had, uh, had put out. So I didn't even really watch WWE CW um, when it was on. Um, I've got a, a, a lot of respect for it and what it did, but it was very much of its time. But it was it was fun to see this this like this your know, best kept secret in wrestling find an audience find a bigger audience but then sadly become exploitable. Um, everything up until One Night Stand two thousand six is at the very worst fun, and then after that it's. ECW as a selling point, as a bullet point, is, is you know it's like you've heard of this here, you know that's the intrigue, and then you get then you get to this, you know, our hardcore justice, and it is a rather sad send off, <laughs> or it's it's a rather sad thing that TNA felt it could exploit ECW, you know, so hard. It's like well, we don't have the announcer we don't have the names we don't have the you know the ephemera but if, if we if we tell you it's an ecw tribute show you're going to love it because you marks apparently love ecw and it's it's there's there's a vibe there's a vibe of that around it and it's it's it sounds terrible but in the same way like wcw i'm glad it's dead because then its reputation wasn't tarnished too hard so i mean it had like three you know, two shitty pay-per-views rather than a constant slide into irrelevancy. So this this whole season's been absolutely fun because I got to see a lot of stuff that I'd only ever heard about or seen in photos for the first time. But it is sad to watch something, you know, that starts off as such a good idea, get to such supernova heights for, you know, for an indie promotion, burn out as hard as it did, and then just end up just being just like this cash cow for somebody else afterwards. Yeah. No, and that's what's interesting now is like we're at 100. We're at episode 100. So 
when we kind of take into account like a little bit of our our perspectives on this season, it's fun to kind of just take a moment now and not have to worry about going through a pay-per-view. Now we can kind of take a moment and just kind of reflect on where we've been. We started this two and a half years ago. Um, I believe it was in March of 15 was when we started the show. And it's really funny, like, you know, when I was going through and I was thinking about, like, what are we going to talk about? Like, how do you kind of organize this? What What did you think of this? I'm going to get to it. I'm going to rope it in. He's got a lead in. Oh, yeah, lead in. I see. So the fun thing when we were getting to close to 100 was trying to think about, like, like all the, the little bit of steps that we've taken to get to where we are now. And, I mean, look, we... I mean, the, we're keeping this in perspective. We know kind of our place in the podcast universe. Like we're, you know, there, there's one, there's one side where there is OSW, there's the Attitude Air podcast, there's even the New Gen podcast, and we're somewhere, you know, on on the other side of that, and that's okay. We have, we've definitely had, well, we've had an amazing fan base of our own that I'm very proud of. I think yeah. we're all proud of uh, in a lot of ways. When I was thinking back to the beginning, I remember the first, like. Doing a podcast is so much fun because when you're not doing it and you're thinking about, oh, could, could I, do? you listen to a lot and you're like, I could do that. I could do that. And then after all, you find like, I'm going to do that. And I remember the first iteration of this was in, uh, it was called Under Duress and it was under just the 4C radio uh, network, which we're still as New Blood Rising podcast a part of. And I remember I sat down and I watched um, Halloween Havoc 90 and I recorded like, and I would, I sat there. I was like, I took all my notes on the show, and I was like, I'm gonna, rec- I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover this show. I'm gonna do exactly what we do now. And I remember I sat there with the, the cell phone, which we would use for, I think, the first few episodes of, for a couple episodes of New Blood, we would have a cell phone that we were recording into, and I would sit there and I'd write out my stuff, and I would do take after take. I'm like, nope, I gotta get it right. I gotta get it right. I'm the only person that that's talking. I, it's not like I can bounce this off of somebody and whatever. And I remember just going through it over and over again. And then I was like, oh, you know what you gotta have? You gotta have tons of clips. Because that's what makes these shows work, tons of clips. So I was going through and I was using the cell phone, I was putting it up to the speaker on the WWE Network, and I was recording these bits from Halloween Havoc 90. And it was it was so funny going through it. And then like next episode, I was like, you know what, hey Jason, I really need to do, need, I need to, I need to bounce off somebody with this. And so I remember, you remember what we recorded was... Uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Was it the 92? Nine. The Greatest Challenge? That's 91. This is 91 because yeah. it was the whole, we joked about the... <clears throat> Tuesday in Texas. All they do is plug Tuesday in Texas. Yep. And we just sat there and we, and we we did, we sat there on the couch. I'm, I'm holding the thing out like I'm interviewing you or both of us. And and that was fun. Like the under duress thing was kind of fun because, but it was, it was neat to talk about wrestling, but I don't think we knew what we wanted to do. Because mm-hmm, we did a lot. We did that review and then we started doing current stuff. Current stuff. And then splitting the episodes with movies. And then trying to bring in the movie stuff and Harley Rays, yeah, that's what Harley mm. Rays would do, whatever. And then what was fun though was like once you and I reconnected, and it was awesome. I cannot tell you enough how, how much fun it's been to do this just to kind of bring things back from what we used to talk about years ago. Because there's so many things like like disapproving Taker, that is where that was born <laughs> in a lot of ways. The Austin stuff, the Bret Hart stuff, that is all rooted back on uh, Pendleton Street yeah. in Columbia. That was just when we were entertaining each other. Yo, yeah, and it was it. jerking it. Yeah, was jerking. yeah, that's what I like to say. My hands. <laughs> <laughs> and and I remember at that point, like all the podcasts I had listened to were just like, oh, we love this era. We love this era. And I was like, you know what? 
Let's talk about a really shitty era of wrestling. And fortunately, nobody had really poached this yet. At least that we had heard. We've talked about butts and seats. You know, they, they've, they've kind of done it. Respect to them. And um, it was so funny. Just like, all right, well, you guys had not met. If you listen to the first episode, Halloween Havoc 99, it's the first time Jason and Charlie have actually met. They had not even talked to each other. We hit record two minutes later. Yeah. yeah. I pull well, up. Or I, I'm there. Hey, this is Charlie. Hey, welcome to New Blood Rising Podcast. It was... Pretty much, that's it. The, the the thing that was so daunting, though, was like, I remember when we were done, and I was like, I kept thinking to myself, and I think we were all thinking, like, who's going to listen to this? I think every podcast thinks that. And, and, yep. that, and, that's, beginning. and I think that's what stops people from doing, continuing on things when they take a chance. Like, I'm going to write a blog, mm-hmm. or I'm going to uh, you know do a podcast. They stop because it's, it, oh, only one person listened to it. I spent all that time recording. It's like, you yeah. got to keep at it. I remember... Um, one of the one of the first things I did was I, I to try and combat that. I was like, P, it's, it's pro wrestling informant, PW informant on Twitter. They had a streaming network, and they were nice enough. Gary Cantrell, I think was his name. He was nice enough to let us get on there, and that was our first batch of fans. I was the first like, ooh, we got twenty, we got twenty listens today. Ooh, it's a big day. And it's a big day. And. It was so cool because it was the first time we had people coming to it. And I definitely got to give props to the OSW Podcast Network because that was the next leap. And I think it was like June or May or June of 15. We were about a few months into it, but that was when we were doing one a week. Like we were just pounding it on uh, with the WCW 2000 shit, which was <laughs> – oh, yeah. we're going to talk about in a minute like the evolution of how we prepare for the podcast because oh. <laughs> I know mine definitely changed over time. But I loved when we were part of that. It was neat because it was our first time to get on a network with a pretty wide era, a pretty, pretty wide group of uh, fans, and that's where we met other podcasts like Suplex City Limits, The Federation, um, even uh, the Invasion podcast. And then um, we, um, I, I remember as we got through season one, it was like the the fun thing was like trying to incorporate other people, and that's Martin. That's where that's where you came yep. in, and it was great. I one of the bits and. We'll get into, you know, you've heard it at the opening of the show, like some of the timestamps. I think I think it was sometime around Reboot Nitro or Spring Stampede was where you came in mm-hmm. with um, with recording stuff, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it, Reboot Nitro, I think, because I was doing intros for, like, background on guys. Yeah. And that's what became kind of neat is how we, we started, we, we, have, we, we, we found friends of the pod, like the Raw Attitude podcast. Mm-hmm. The Gore Horseman podcast, you know some of these other shows. It's been really a lot of fun to integrate and and uh, and connect. The thing, uh, the thing I wanted to toss to, to to you guys was like starting off with kind of talking about uh, in the, mostly season one here, we're talking the WCW era. Like start like and, and anybody can jump in here at any point. Like, what are your favorite memories of doing season one? And it doesn't have to be just the wrestling. It's maybe just be doing. The podcast itself. Go ahead, Jason. Talking about WCW with people where it's not necessarily, oh, that thing that sucks. Yeah. Because we were looking at it for, like, yes, we were, you were talking about we wanted to be, oh, look at this thing that no one talks about because it was bad. But we were also going, it can't be as bad as they keep telling us it is. Right. And that was neat. Because most people now, I mean, you watch it and it's like, Especially if you watch them, like your exposure to WCW is only from stuff that WWE tells you about. Like it was like there was yes, there was stuff that was horrible. The maestro with the cat with James Brown coming. The 
uh, just some of the things that just... Ugh. But then there was some of it that was really gold, and I don't mean it in an ironic way. I love the Vampiro demon graveyard fight because it's one of the most <laughs> cheesy, fun things I've ever seen. And I wish some of that was still around. That's part of why I like, I'm watching Lucha Underground going, come on, Vampiro, just take, just do a pre-tape match somewhere. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Um, I also, I mean, just people watching. I love people watching in these things because yeah. it's a great snapshot of what's going on. Because you can watch an old football game, baseball game, um, and chances are you're not going to watch the game. You're going to watch it on like a, a clip or an anthology. You may see people quickly, but they might be painted up. They might be super fans. You're not getting a snapshot of what people were like that went to that stuff. Whereas wrestling, since the crowd's a part of it, I mean, anywhere from the Nacho guy, all the Florida man, <laughs> Alabama man. I mean, as jokes we have, like these people, they sometimes help me get through when I would check out in a show. And I love every bit of it. Yeah. So those are things that I like. There's probably a lot more. Um, the whiskey's kicking in. So I'm just handing off to Charlie. <laughs> like bits, like it, and again, like it, I mean, we can. Some memorable things from that season one when we first started. Well, memorable things. I think just how exciting it was to do a podcast in the first place, especially if it's about wrestling. The preparation for it, I remember, was always very daunting. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because, you know, in typical me fashion, I talk myself into going, you know, you're not going to remember shit if you, if you yeah. watch it on Tuesday. But if you watch everything on Saturday, the night before, yep. all six hours or whatever the fuck, yeah. then you'll get it. And um, <clears throat> it was tough. I mean, it was really tough. I mean, I'm like, I wrote down, like, I remember I, I saw, wrote down everything. Now I have it all nice on my iPad here. Just Don't need bits. it. Now it... Well, before, yeah. it was like these legal patterns. You would have a match. You would have a breakdown. There was a, a risk lock, a chain lock. And figuring out what worked and what needed to be yeah. said, what didn't need to be said. Right. What could get us to move faster. If you listen, like, we definitely take a turn. Like, I th- and it may be this season where we finally were just like, all right, you know what? Like, we don't need to break down. Like, I have to listen to some podcasts that do it well. But I was like, this is dragging down. Like, these episodes are too long. It's not that it's not the right thing to do. I just, I don't think it's the right thing to do for us. You know, yeah. I, I, some people can make that work, I think, and, and, and that'll be their strong suit. Our strong suit's really just bullshitting. Yeah. But, like, that's really what it is in picking apart things that we, we do or don't like. Um, so that was great. Recording was even a little difficult. Because, <laughs> I mean, we would start at, what, noon? 12.30, 1 o'clock, we'd be done around 6 or 7. Because, well, late, eventually that's a two-a-day. We would do two-a-day. Oh, we would do two-a-day. Three-a-day. Well, was remember the three-a-day ones? Yeah. yeah, when we had the movie in the middle. And yeah. By the time we got to the third. It's funny because any episode where we have low energy, that's because we recorded the two pre- uh, yeah. previous ones right yes. before it. And we're like, oh, my God. Remember, More wrestling shit. Yeah, I remember I remember the one specifically. It was Invasion Part 1, Invasion Part 2, and then Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Dart and I took a dump that night. Man. Oh, we were still... Yeah. We were still was, watching, doing the movie one when Invasion We'll get into that. There's, it's fun to talk about. Because, like... But um, in terms of any, like... The, the, do you have any memorable episodes? Any memorable bits? And, Martin, please, you can jump in mm-hmm. here. Because you oh, were a part of Season yeah. 1, by, by all means. Uh, Yes, almost tangentially. I th- for me, it was fun um, hearing you guys, you know, like, go for it. Um, even though I wasn't, e- even when I literally wasn't a part of it, I still knew you guys. Well, I knew you, Will. Yeah. Um, okay. And it was fun. 
it was uh, it was great to see you know because you'd been talking to me about about doing it as an idea and uh, and it was fun to actually watch you you know it's like holy shit he did it <laughs> so yeah that, that's that was the best thing for me for season one um Remember, yeah, you, you came in you, for you did you you were live with us. The first thing you did live with us, I think, was the last Nitro, right? Fi- final Nitro, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you used to um, do the pre-recorded bits, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the one regret because Jason said it. There was one, I think it was when Booker T changed gimmicks to GI Bro, <laughs> and his oh. suggestion was for, for to do like the whole intro that you used to give me and stuff, and then for me to just go, it's Booker T, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> This day, I'm still annoyed that I didn't think of that earlier. I love that. Well, we can save that for the remastered collection. <laughs> the, the Criterion collection. The re-re-release. Oh. I used to love those, Martin, because like I remember at first we talked about, like, oh, I'll just read your bits. I was like, I can't read. Because, like, like, the thing is, like, I understand, like, it's not like I don't understand your sense of humor. But, like, at the same time, like, you can only deliver it with your, like, yes. cadence. Yeah. You know, it, it can't be me doing it. Like that's why. Like, I, I wish at some point we would have Colin recording his stuff, which would have been <laughs> awesome. Because I know he had probably a sense of humor to what he was writing yep. that I may not have hit at times. Didn't I once get you to say the word Sunday night meat? If I recall, correctly. that's right. That's right. Because we had Stasiak. Yeah, and, he was yes. always on heat. Yeah, he was always on it. One, right. one of the best things was with Martin's stuff. Just hearing the old WrestleMania theme. Oh, and then yeah, I yeah. can't remember specifically, but when we were doing the intro for Chronic and you were doing Mike Adams and God, who was Brian Adams, Brian Adams and um, uh, um, Mike, Adam Bomb, whatever Brian that guy Brian, Brian Adams and Adam Bomb. It's extreme. What Will would do is he would, before we would record, because you know we weren't technologically advanced yet, he would play your bits for us so that we could just pause he would insert it and then we could re we could react, we could react to it yeah. and uh, there was just some st- like i in specific with brian clark stuff i don't remember but this just crap that had us rolling because you were it's so matter of fact but yet it was so absurd and that was was really cool i loved some of those pre-recorded things were so much fun like doing the, the scott steiner the scott steiner clunk with because for whatever reason eminence front eminent front Eminence Front. Eminence. Eminence Front. Eminence Front became like his like theme song for whatever reason. But it was just fun to listen to, you know, have that little instrumental underneath. The largest arms in the world. Because remember, remember when we discovered that in the apartment, Scott Steiner versus the English language? Yes. And <laughs> when we discovered that, it was over, man. And it just made his debut, which took a took a little bit of time in the WCW time. It took a little bit. Like they didn't give it to us right away. Oh, and it's easy with it. You'll get, you'll get Big Papa Pumpkin already. What did we call him? The patron saint of New Blood Pie? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. We, we... <sighs> well, we had an obsession with Scott Steiner back in the old apartment days because uh, we'd play Revenge. And we used to piss me off because Will would always pick him in the costume with the sunglasses I would hit the C, on. I would hit the right C button and I would get him with the... What, with the sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. He always oh. wrestled in sunglasses <laughs> and it just drove me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> because in the original costume... He also comes out with sunglasses, but when the match starts, sunglasses are off. <laughs> I keep them on. Yeah, we, we wrestled with Steiner all the time. Oh, yeah. And what was the other... Um, we had, I'm trying to think. Were there any other good season one? Oh, I will say... You, I'm going to ask you guys this. If you know it offhand, do you know what our most downloaded episode is? Reboot Nitro. Jason? Uh, our most downloaded episode? Is it Bash the Beach? With Martin, what do we, what do you, which one do you think? 
Yeah, I'd have said Bash at the Beach 2000. It, it is Bash at the Beach. No way! Overwhelmingly. It, I think it's somewhere around 15% of our downloads. And we're about like at, I don't know, like 115,000, whatever. Almost one out of every five downloads yeah. goes to Bash, Bash at the, the Beach. Bash at the Beach 2000. <laughs> ha- now, Halloween Havoc at 99 is right behind it, but understandably, it's the first one. So that's probably going to be in most of the, when people download the entire catalog. But I love, that was one of my favorite. What's the um, lowest rated episode? My I don't know. It, it doesn't, like, on Podbean, I can only see, like, the top ten. I can't. Oh, okay. But I can tell you this. Well, it, well, I'll save that for later. But um, that was my favorite uh, pay-per-view. To, well, no. Uncensored 2000, honestly enough. Really? Crazy enough. was one of my favorite pay-per-views. I put that right up there with Bash of the Beach 2000. But Bash of the Beach 2000, I absolutely love doing the intro. I actually started to cry a little bit at work. When I listened to, like, the... When I listened, like, to, to Booker T, like, because it was the part when you listen to Booker T talking about, like... You know, just him talking about being, you know, Booker Huffman, you know, down there and yep. you know, things that he ran into. But just to, when you listen to that, like combined with Russo talking about, like, I was not gonna let Hulk Hogan walk out with the belt that night. And of course, you know, his stuff can be. You don't know what's truth, what's, you know, what, he, what he's trying to work you with or whatever. I absolutely loved that episode. I loved putting that together yep. because that match is so much fun. Him and Jarrett, because mm-hmm. they get after it. Mm-hmm. And that crowd is into it. That moment's awesome. The only thing that sucks is like the next few months after for Booker because remember, those, those, his title reign is not spectacular. Well, he loses it pretty to quick, Nash. right? And then he gets it back. Yeah, he trades it. Like there's this kind of loop with him, Nash, and Jarrett, it feels like. And unfortunately, like Sid is never one of the ones, Sid is never one of the ones that gets the belt in that time, in that run, which... Yeah, Sid should always have the belt. Sid, I'll tell you, the pot what season one taught me, Sid was even better than I yep. thought he was yeah. because of some of his work in WCW. Well, that was a highlight of season three. Sid was an ECW. So, what, <laughs> did we... All right. Besides WCW in season one, because I know in season two we get into a little bit. Is In season one, did we do anything besides WCW episodes? Do you remember? I don't remember if we started the movies or not. We did. In season one? We it's had to. Se- well, season two is when we did movies for guys like movies. We didn't do it in season one? Well, season one we had, a, well, we had, one we had tribute episodes. Yeah. Oh, because I was asking... Friday Piper died? Like, well, okay. We had the bonus... Those bonus episodes were fun because they were quick. They were supposed to be quick. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be like these 50-minute ones because it was trying to see like how would people react to us doing episodes that are designed to be short and just discussion-based. Hulk Hogan and WCW? The TV title, yeah. Roddy Piper passing. Roster and Flux. Roster and Flux, Roster yeah. Roster that was another just like... Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Oh, God damn it. Maybe yeah, <laughs> an episode about me, four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was getting at, though, was getting into season two. Like, one of my favorite highlights was when we went to Georgia for Survivor Series. Oh, in yeah! You putting, that, you putting that together was amazing, dude. That was a really cool experience. Because remember, Absolutely. it was a terrorist watch. Like, yeah. Oh, we were in trouble. Remember, like, I could Mom not told find me not to go. Remember yeah. the photos of, like, the... the oh, the, I think the, I've got them. The ATF guys out yep. there? Like yeah. they're ready for, and then we were looking like we were looking in the rafters for staying well, we and heard, snipers. We <laughs> heard some bang because it was going to be no pyro. Right, they kept saying there. We not heard be something though because the we didn't catch the opening match. The Dudleys, right? It was like the Dudleys uh, and somebody against the Miz. Dudley is the Goldust, Miz. and I think was Miz in there. Stardust, and then against the Miz and some people. And we're waiting. We're still getting in the door, and we're going to get, like, our beer and nachos and whatever. And then you just hear, boom, and, like, everyone stopped. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. And then they were just like, fuck it, we're doing pyro. How, how much remember how much fun was it getting on the Marta? Like to, to we had to hustle, we had to get there. Based on Triple H's sound advice. Right. Is that right. Triple H sent out that tweet? Anyway, it's the Marta. Yeah. Make sure you're all in one place for the bomb to get you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed because remember we were we were potting that on the go. Well, yeah. not even that. We See, were, this is why I wish you were here, Mark. We were so we could be yeah. with some of these pods on the go. We were running late. Yeah, uh, we got caught in traffic and we had to hit a detour. Yeah. Oh, that detour! <laughs> that was a hell of a detour. That was a hell of a detour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that season two, like, and and the reason like with season season two was what I loved about getting into it was that I felt like you know you're on the right track when people are asking what are you going to do next. And it was so yeah. much fun to be able to reveal that we're going to go do the invasion because we're going to yes. we're going to get into we're gonna get people into, thought we were done. We're going to get into Booker Booker Red Undertaker, which was like it just seemed like I mean destiny a destiny to bring yeah. us there. Destiny. Oh, so the reason why I bring this like season two, I love season two because it was a season where we tried things, and I and it was fun. Like you know, okay, first we're going to try we're going to try doing movies for guys like movies, which really kind of fit because that came after a lot of WCW shows in the '98 to 2000 range. And I get the question all the time, like people ask, like, why do you do why why don't you do more movies for guys like movies? All right. It's not like I can tell you from the top ten list of our most downloaded episodes. There's not one movies episode that's in there. It's not even close. Um, if you, when I would go in and look at them week to week, only a quarter of the people that listen to our podcast would actually download those episodes. And that was kind of the thing. We kind of it was it was kind of getting that realization. Like this is a wrestling podcast. You know, if, if you're gonna do movies, go do movies on another pod because I, I always and this is an assumption. I kind of assumed because. You and I like movies and wrestling. You and I like movies and wrestling. We all like movies and wrestling. That mm-hmm. okay, everybody naturally likes both. Not really true when it comes to podcasts. I will say the best. I think the, I I don't regret doing Ready to Rumble. No, no, that was a good oh, no. season one episode. I, yeah. That, that was yeah. I, I don't even think we were doing the movie thing at the time. We were just like let's let's talk about Ready to Rumble. Yeah. That was a great episode. I I I, I, I honestly think the best. And I mean, of all of the shows, was Jackie Brown. <laughs> Jackie Brown. If you go back and listen to Jackie Brown, you can tell like there, it's an excitement that you know you can try to like think you can try to script that you can capture, but you're not going to. It's one just organically happened. Just the discussion about that movie being kind of the forgotten Tarantino flick and like all the little subtle things that are brilliant. That is a good. If you like movies and you haven't listened to any of those, that's the one I would I would go to first. Along with Ready to Rumble, because yep. we, because man, watching that, it's that hospital scene and revisiting after Martin Landau recently died was that is a scene that does not belong in this movie. It's so attack his strength. <laughs> Even Oliver Platt's like, God damn, man, you're, you're bringing it. Dude, we go. You don't have to do this. Six million opening weekend. Six million opening weekend at best. Real quick, do you know how much it did this weekend? I was gonna ask you. Like sixty-two. That's a monster of a movie. No pun intended. Oh, look out. R-rated. <laughs> to, to just catch up, we started movies officially after Mayhem 2000. What did... Mayhem 2000. Mayhem 2000. Brad Harper is the title? No, no, no. That's, no, that's Mayhem 99. Yeah, Mayhem 2000. And the, uh, the poster that Will did that's was right. Jeff Jarrett's... Half of Jeff Jarrett's face with the Jason X at the St. Your Mama's <laughs> Mayhem. And we just rolled right into Paradise Alley. Paradise Mayhem Alley. gets an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paradise <laughs> That's right. Paradise Alley. Um, Mark, like, Yikes. what did you think of doing season two? Because season two was like that weird 01, 02 era of WWE. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, because again, not a lot of, that was another one not a lot of people seem to talk about. It's like for them, the Attitude Era stops at X7, and then everything after that is just the modern era. Um, but it was fun, and th- yeah, that's for me. That's when I got to come on full time when I finally got my shit together. And uh, I think it was SummerSlam or one. I think was my first one that started the streak. Which is a hell um, of a, that's a hell of a main event. That's still one of the yes, a great match. Austin and Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it was just fun to see, yeah, you know, WWE or WWF had uh, had won the war, and but then you know what do we do with the pieces of it? And it was fun to just watch it, and then you get to like the nostalgia gasm that is WrestleMania X Eight, a show which I still love to this day. I still think it's great, um, and it was fun just to 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 be part of quite a lot of that, particularly the end of the invasion stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When I talk about like me- like bits like getting in like when disapproving Taker came on, I mean that was just. <laughs> I remember we made that figures. little gift with the figure. Yes, just, I, I didn't like that because that was when you're doing the Brock kick. Like that's when Taker had come back. Oh, the low blow, oh, yes. the low blow Taker. What the hell are you doing, Taker? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to you bringing the toys? The toys oh, yeah. were like a weekly thing for a long time. It's worth bringing up. Have you seen the new toy line that Mattel's doing for WWE? The old school, like, little yes. rubber ones? They look yes, awesome. they look a yeah. lot like the old Hasbro toys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. I saw a Sting one, I'm like, I want that. Yeah. They're uh, they're even scaled to the old Hasbro, so if you've got so you the old Hasbro, those thing, Yes. <laughs> you can use them. Which I still have all mine. Oh. Um, season 2, like, I... One thing I absolutely loved was getting, to, getting through, like... Um, not only just getting through the invasion, but just like after it was over with that period of 01 going into 02, where it's like, oh, all right, so we did this thing, and now we're going to do this undisputed title thing, and then oh. building into WrestleMania X8, the NWO, the NWO anniversary episode, which mm-hmm. was really cool uh, to do. The big payoff was doing X8 because X8 to really go through it, like it, it's a pretty good, a pretty good WrestleMania. You know, the main event is what it is, and. But still, would have been changed. It would have been a lot better if it wasn't. If it didn't have to follow what it followed. Yeah, I mean, doing yep. doing the Hogan Rock match, but most importantly, doing Taker and Flair, which oh, was yeah. extraordinary. Um, I, I will be honest with you. Season three is my like was was my favorite, and and from the standpoint of like, I totally did not expect it to be as much fun as it was, and it turned out to be so much more fun. Going through those shows because it felt it all felt '90s and it felt so much fun to go, kind of go back through. This was all happening when I was growing up, and I just really didn't pay attention to it. But it all yeah. kind of fits so beautifully. Like I, I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was fun because I felt like at the same time we kind of found that good groove. And if you look at the times, like the time of the episodes, kind of kept in this nice two-hour range, which was good because if you go back to season one, like there's some of these that are stretching to three hours. Halloween Havoc is like two forty-seven. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Ha- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, hey, we want to give you value for your free podcast. Well, the thing I remember about that first episode is um, you kept trying to shut me down, and I was like, "Oh no, I got more! I, I got more things I want to I want to talk about." And you're like, "He can't be stopped. <laughs> His mouth won't go." Well, it was it, that's when you figure out though, like, what is it like? What works, right? And that's why, like, I, there were th- what I liked in season three was. Changing it up to where each I liked how each of you guys talked about a match, like mm-hmm. took it through soup to nuts, like from the the you know you knew yeah you remember that that was a callback to 
college. 07 or whatever, 08. But um, <laughs> going, taking a match through, like from the beginning to the end, finish, all the high spots, things of that nature, and then talk about it, then going in that order, doing the ratings to kind of keep like a, a structure to it. And that was neat. That was neat because when you go back and listen to season one, I was like, I don't know, man, it's just. Here's fire everything at once. Like, yes. Oh, the volume levels on Halloween Havoc are oh quite interesting. Um, I found that on Reddit where somebody was like, the yeah. earphones just can't, my earphones keep. Can't take it. <laughs> my favorite thing we found on Reddit was our hangups. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, bizarre hangups. Yes. yes. Yeah. Classic. Well, I'm, those aren't going to go away because that's yeah. something we, we just kind of get locked into. Well, that's and, I, and, and speaking of bizarre hangups, I'd like to bring this up real quick. Because you brought it, you talked to me on the okay. phone about it. Yep. Thank you to Philip. Philip, we're going to get into thank yous. I was going to mention you, but right now uh, is as good a time as any. I think it's time for me to defend myself. <laughs> you want me to set it up for you? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so Philip Goad did an amazing job of helping us put together the opening, finding some of the best bits, going through revisiting the show, because I know some of us can't always get... I, I know I can't re-listen to our catalog. Not the whole thing. Not, not leading up to this the way I wanted to in my mind. But thankfully he did, and he came up with timestamps. And along that way, he, he found some of the great inconsistencies sometimes. I know for me... But for like, or some of the, you know, <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they he do brought not. up the, a great point. It was at the end of Vengeance 01. We 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 looked at 2001 as a whole, and we started figuring out like who are our favorite wrestlers, who are the top wrestlers of the year, the mm. top matches of the year. And he messaged me. He's like, "That thing is bullshit." And I was like, "Oh, girl, oh, oh. <laughs> why? why is it?" And he's like. Charlie's a hypocrite. Uh-oh. And he tells me he's a hypocrite because he, Charlie, you nominated the best match at 01, and it's a good nomination. It's a three stages from hell match. Yep. Or three stages of hell? Or three three stages of hell. They're from hell. They're going to hell. and yeah. Austin versus Triple H. And it ends with, you know, well, it ends with the pinfall in the cage. Yep. Which he pointed out was one of the number one things that you hated about a he's, lot of modern cage matches. He's right. When there would be pinfalls in. Go ahead, sir. As I recall, because <laughs> I'm trying here it comes. I'm trying, trying not to drop the hammer too hard. As uh-huh. I recall, we we didn't review that pay per view. We we just happened to include it uh, that match because of the fact that it took place during that year. We have always bitched about the ending to that match, the Triple H and Stone Cold. With the dual sledgehammer, chair shot, whatever. And Triple H just falling on top of him. And that's the way it ends. I mean, it ends just really pathetic-like. And that's the only thing about the match that sucks. And I don't remember too many pinfall attempts in that match beforehand. And, and yes, it is incredibly annoying when they do that shit. And the match is, for the most part, perfect until that pinfall. And that's when I start having a problem with it. Luckily, it only exists for another three seconds. And it's over. Boom. Still the best match of the year. And I, I mean, the thing is, if it. they didn't do that finish, like, likely... How Austin could you have ended it? Well, Austin would have pinned him, and we'd, and we'd still be in the same yeah. spot where he, there was a pinfall in the cage. Still a pinfall in the cage. Well, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. No, 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 I told you. It's like this, that, that fucking NES game. <laughs> but buddy of mine, or buddy of mine, my cousin, he had uh, this whole NES set when I was visiting him last week, and he had a wrestling game I never played. Oh. It was a steel cage challenge for the Ooh. NES. And I was like, I never played this. So I put it in, start playing a steel cage match. I pick Hulk Hogan, computer picks Roddy Piper. Piper pins me in like 10 seconds, and I lose my shit. Like, I just lose my mind. And 
my cousin's not a wrestling fan at all. So he has no idea why I'm getting so upset. Uh, and it's simply because I just got pinned in a fucking steel cage. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and it should never happen. But and yes, it does happen in that three stages of hell match, and it does suck. But we've never liked that ending, ever. Right. So that's why it's my nomination for. <laughs> yeah, we've liked everything about that match until the end. It's it sucks, and it makes it makes triple oh triple H oh it almost looks like a game of chance. Oh, if 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 he had fallen first, Austin would have fell on him and pinned him. Blow me. It's just. <laughs> So that's the thing that's that's been fun about this podcast too is I knew you because we worked in hell together. I got to know you through the way you reacted to stupid shit in wrestling. <laughs> there are times I, I and I I don't do it to be mean. I'm just like, no, don't worry about that. Charlie will cover it. And it's like rep, stupid ref stuff. It's like all these little yep. things. It's like you can learn a lot about somebody. Like you can almost sit there and go like if if we ever went to like one of those wrestling festivals. And you wound up sitting next to Charlie. You could without you just oh man, you both of you watching a match. You're like that sucks. I never know? looked at a match the same way until after I not only met you but then recorded podcasts because like I kn- I knew about the rules. Don't yeah. I mean I, I wasn't yeah. oblivious to them, but I didn't think about them and I didn't like scrutinize like you did this in this match, but you didn't do it here. Right. So that makes that's a problem. It's and a consistency issue. And that it's a way of looking at it like a, like it's a movie. Right. And I, I love that because like it, it now even when I watch something that's on Raw like, you know, tomorrow night or whatever, like I'll do the same thing, like, oh god dang it. Hey Finnegan, what are you doing? <laughs> His foot isn't on the rope, but it's under the rope. God dang it. Art Ander- hey, Anderson flipped the belt. What are you doing? You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Alright, so I real quick. Real quick, because I just thought of another one. There is another cage match that has a pinfall that I actually have seen like ten times. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Zeus and Randy Savage. That that no holds barred special that they did right oh, after they yes. aired the movie. That movie ends with Hulk Hogan, or that match ends with Hulk Hogan dropping Zeus with three leg drops and then getting a pinfall. And Vince McMahon just ejaculating all over the camera with his commentary. <laughs> he's like, oh. I, I still remember his calls. Hogan drops the leg! <laughs> he says that three times. But that ends in a pinfall. I hate that, but I still love that match. And it's really like the way Hogan climbs that cage and starts shaking it and he points down. It's like, oh yeah. This is going to be fucking I thought, awesome. I thought you were saying where Rikishi jumps off the cage onto Val Venus and like... Oh, the, the Raw match. <laughs> Spreads his fucking skeleton right out of his mouth. Man. <laughs> How you doing, Chief? <laughs> so, yes, Philip does have a point, but I stand by the fact that I don't make mistakes. <laughs> Up next on State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, that's why... Um, I. It, We'll go into it with this. So, Philip has contributed. There have been a lot of people contributed. Oh yeah. To season three, and without them, it probably wouldn't have come off without. It probably wouldn't come off as well as I feel like it. Feel like it did. I just want to list out a few people. And this is not comprehensive, but these are a lot of the people who contributed primarily to making each of these episodes come off. Colin Duff, first off, each episode. Yep. Uh, since he came on board, delivered build ups to matches, backgrounds to wrestlers. And it's been invaluable. And it's brought so many funny moments for us. Just he, <laughs> his efforts have raised this show to a standard that it, it probably doesn't deserve. <laughs> also hand in hand with that, without Sean Long, we could oh, not yeah. have yeah. Yeah, we'd have been screwed. Oh boy. 
Sean stuck with network versions. I was so happy when he reached out and was like, I can get you a rip of all these. And I was like, okay, great. Because the music makes a huge difference to the ECW. Yep. Without it, like, it it's is, not so, It is a completely different creature. Philip, as we said, with uh, not just uh, the Colin work he Charlie. did is, is, is with the timestamps, but what nice. a lot of his a lot of his comments after shows. Those Dan Rackley with anecdotes has been amazing, and yeah. randomly calling out Mark Madden mm. to, yeah. to to create these moments of, of feuds, which has been great. Um, and also Carl Grice, he gave us the um, the Shane Douglas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> new blood rise. Best New World Rise, I'm sorry. New World Rise. Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking with Shane. Like, he did something, he did his Eclipse picture, and I just said something, and then like a week later he responds about being in a bizarro world. I'm like, oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> and then he deleted it. He deleted his response to you, but not, like, I asked him, like, so how's, I, I said something about Gary and electronics. And you mean the stale? <laughs> yeah, I kept talking about the, oh. It was so much fun. I was like, oh my God, this is gone. And then Chris Hamrick. I was asking. Yes. Him, so hey, man, what what was up with that thing? So like, people who talk about this thing, it's like people talk about Kennedy being assassinated too. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You see a movie called Fern Gully? Uh, <laughs> do you guys like any like? I want to toss back. Any, are there any other shout outs you guys want to do? Because those are some of the ones I wrote down. I know there there are a lot of people who've interacted with the show. Like definitely um, from uh, from our friends at the Sap Pod. We've Scotty. Uh, absolutely, we yep. we got so many fans from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Boris, Mike, the ref. It's been so yeah. much fun with those. Do you guys have any other ones you want to toss out? You pretty much named them. Uh, eh? I don't know. Uh, Suplex City Limits, maybe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, for having for having us on. Well, questionable endeavor, guys. I mean, there are there are a network that yeah. we're a part of. Yep. 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 So they yep. throw us out. And, give and us that's love. back to Henry. Henry. Yes. I, God bless that man because I know like he recently got married and I we were talking about it, like you know I mean he's got like years of material because he's gonna do he's doing the Attitude Era Raws oh boy and I was like man if he makes it to the end of that that's a ton of episodes I mean well it's fifty two yep. times what three or four or whatever mm. Jesus Christ God dang it yeah, you can do the hundredth hundredth episode anniversary and then the two hundredth yeah no, it's just a monster of it but uh, I was gonna say uh, all right. One toss went out to the like one of the first fans of New Blood was Lee Cunningham. Yes, yep. yes. He yes. was one of the first fans of the of this incarnation of the show, and I love that he's got his own and he's kept yeah. doing it. Yeah. And, and more power to him because like to again like you can do a couple of these. Man, I see a lot of listeners I'm like, all right, throw on the towel, I'm done. So, Helen, right. throw on the towel, Deborah. But um, <laughs> he's kept with it. I think it's awesome. So that's where I want to just roll into quickly next with just some people sent in emails. They sent us some emails for us. That was great. Um, Tyson Raymond, you heard his bit earlier in the show. You heard it earlier. He sent us and like he actually recorded a bit. He did a great job. He cut a nice little promo in 90 mm-hmm. seconds. Got in and out. Oh, hold on. This is going to get emotional. He we said, uh, drinks. He said, uh, oh, I'm, I'm damn good. Are you, are you good? Uh, yeah, I don't have any more water. Moving Charlie's on. got a bunch of extra gum. I think I'm quite all right. Tyson uh, wrote to us also along with the sound. He's like, thanks again for what you guys do. You boys never make me laugh. They're never... <laughs> uh, 
Mission accomplished. I don't have Ric Flair queued up. Thank you guys for everything you do. You never make me laugh. I, I hate laughing. You never not make me laugh through a podcast. It's been a hell of a trip reliving all these eras, especially season two, as this was the height of wrestling addiction. You guys are a consistent nostalgia trip, and I can't thank you enough. Keep up the great work, and thanks. Uh, and hope to hear many more episodes to come. Thanks again. I probably should have mentioned this in the clip, but I wanted to keep it short. So thank you very much. I love that you record. Yeah. Um, another one here, like this one, I'm going to try and pile drive through this. This is maybe the first fan period of anything that we've done was Dylan Stakely. I was, um, I remember encountering him on 4C Radio when mm-hmm. we were doing stuff there. He's been very responsive to written pieces on there as well as podcasts. He wrote this here. This was awesome. I was really, uh, this was, this was good. You got your glasses ready. Good. Right. Uh, these glasses. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Right. Hey guys, Dylan here at Stakely um, on Twitter. Hard to believe we're 100 episodes into this journey. I remember sitting at home one night playing Batman Arkham City when I noticed there was a new show on 4C Radio. It was called Under Duress, a one-man show hosted by William Rankin talking about wrestling and movies. Eventually his pals Jason and Charlie joined, and that's when the greatest wrestling podcast was born, the New Blood Rising podcast. That was a fun treat for me. I was born into a family that watched wrestling but I was born in 1997. So really most of my actual memories come from that 2000 uh, slash 2001 era, as faint as they may be. Once season two comes around, you guys were covering the invasion. But unfortunately, I fell out at that point in time because my internet was just so bad that it wouldn't play the shows. Then between seasons two and three, my internet cooperated and I binged the entirety of season two. In that time, Martin Dixon would occasionally join in. That made me love the show even more. I met Martin on Twitter in the spring of 2013 at age 16, and he introduced me to 4CR. Yep. Because of that, I met so many great people. I may have never listened to Will's first show if I hadn't met Martin. Martin, I know I tell you all the time, but I'm forever grateful for your friendship. You're genuinely one of the best human beings I know. But back to the podcast. There's just... There's just there's just been so many laughs over the years. So many classic jokes. What would Harley Race do? God damn it, Swagger. We do it for the fans. Ultimo Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimo Warrior. So many more. Thanks, you guys, for everything you do. I've been in a dark place for most of the existence of the podcast, but I can always turn it on and escape for two or three hours and just laugh. <laughs> So I'm thankful for that. I'm excited yeah. for Hardcore Justice, and I'm excited uh, for what's to come in Season 4. Thank you, Dylan. Was, yes, was, thank you. Dylan, you 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 for, flatter me forever, and I love you for it, man. You're, uh, you're, you're the best internet friend I've got. Whoa, that's saying something. <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what? No, I thought you were going to say something. No, no. Yeah. No, it was, that, that was cool. I was really glad. Yeah, what, do you, what do you say after that? And they say, you just, she just shut your damn mouth. And you keep moving on. You just, just, no, it's, you it's appreciated. Because here's the thing. like We, we would throw out the, the podcast email and, you know, sparingly get response. And so it's nice that... Oh, it's great. Actually wrote to us yep. and stuff like that. So now, now all right, we've, we're at episode 100. It is now time to talk about what are you guys... Everyone asks, what are you doing next before you're done with what you're doing now? What what is the fate of New Blood Rising? <laughs> well, it's in my hands. My hands. Oh. Now the thing that season one we kind of we 
we swerved because it was Russo era, so it felt right to swerve a little bit because people are well, what are you going to do? It's You're getting close to the end. You're getting into greed territory with WCW. Oh, yeah, we're done. What are you going to do? And like, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe we're done. Maybe that's the end of the podcast. It ran and it had its course. I was like, nah, of course. We had something ready. It was season two going into, as we said, um, post-WrestleMania 17, Invasion, all that. So we did ECW, and we had, like, here's what was cool. We had something planned, and then Charlie came up with a really, really cool idea that is really fitting for us. It's a little different. It's still in the same vein, so to speak, of what we're doing, but um, I'm going to let you, this was your brainchild. I think it's only right that you kind of describe it, because credit where credit's due. So I uh, had this idea a week after WrestleMania. Yeah, because I think... This year, WrestleMania 33. Right, WrestleMania 33. It just kind of hit me. Uh, Again, because, I mean, that's kind of emotional. Oh, absolutely. For wrestling fans. It it was for you. I mean, you even talked about it. Well, it's because, like I said, it was seven and a half hours long. Martin, I know (laughs) for you, too, because you're a big big fan of... The subject at hand. Yeah. This is going to be... um, this is more. This was also inspired by the idea of kind of cooling it off for for a little bit, like trying to take like something that's a little lighter, something that wouldn't be nearly as stressful uh, for some of us, in particular, Will. Like that's another reason where it came from. Um, this uh, this season, how how many episodes did we work out for this? Six. Yeah. Six. Six. This episodes. is going to be a six episode season, and and hopefully it won't be re- <laughs> deemed irrelevant by next year. You know, based on what uh, the rumors I've been hearing, but um, we are going to cover the streak, uh, the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Not just the undefeated stuff, but every match he ever had. His streak of WrestleMania. His streak matches. of WrestleMania matches, yep. and we're gonna do. I forget is it four episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so four matches an episode, and then I believe in the last episode we figured that that would be five matches, and so that that. Uh, final episode will have five matches on it. So what's neat is like each of us are going to tackle one of the matches and take yep. it through beginning to end, talk about the build and things of that nature, and then just like we do with each of the matches on a pay-per-view, we'll pitch it to the rest of the group talking about like what were your thoughts and memories on it. Like, for example, like let's talk about the first episode of season four. I can't tell you exactly what's going to come out. We're going to take a little bit of a breather, get our juices going, and then get uh, kind of coordinate for this. But this first this first episode of season four, you can call it the disapproving taker season. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah, we haven't exactly come up with an official name for it, but but um, it is centered on the Undertaker. So episode one started off with WrestleMania seven. I'm going to be ta- talking about the Undertaker versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka, very first WrestleMania match. WrestleMania eight. That I mean, yeah, uh, Undertaker versus Jake the Snake Roberts, and and then we'll I'll talk about it because I've always loved that match, and I'll bat that around. Right. Yeah. WrestleMania nine. I get the Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Part one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one ever talks about the sequel. <laughs> right. And uh, and I get WrestleMania eleven. Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy. Man, there's a gem in there. <laughs> so just power. Th- so folks, just power through that first episode, and because <laughs> the better the better matches are coming. It's good because. We were talking about this, like, there's there's the one pack of episodes, because after that, so episode two then is going to be 12 with Diesel. That's a good episode. 13 with Sid, 14 Kane. with Kane, 15 with Boss Man. Ooh. Bad, bad ending. ending. Boss Man. Bad ending. 
But then after that is like it's we, that we'll cover. We're gonna cover two matches we've already covered. Yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll yeah. approach it from a different way. That third episode then seventeen with Triple H, eight X eight with Flair, nineteen the eh, whatever. A train and Big Show. Yeah. Yes. Nathan Jones a condemned Blimp Biscuit and an American flag. Oh, and but twenty. Twenty. The re- the return of the dead man with Kane. Mm-hmm. So that caps that one off. Right, that would be that's four. Mm-hmm. And so then the next episode then would be Orton, 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 uh, Batista, or it's uh, no, Mark, no Henry. Mark, Orton. Mark Henry, Mark Henry, Batista, Batista, Edge, Edge, Edge. right. And but then this next episode, which is just a fucking monster, it's you're gonna get um, Sean twice, two Sean, two Triple, two Triple H. H, and that's that, right. And, and then the one after that, this is, this is where we cry. That's right. So you lead off with CM Punk. Punk. Yep. Brock. Uh, Bray right. Wyatt. Shane. Roman Reigns. Right. That'll be the five. Right. Now we know there is the possibility that, even though we jo- we've been joking about this entire show, that it seems like he is done. He may not be. You never know. It's wrestling. Never say never. But that would be the end of our season is that episode with that fifth episode being the one with Roman Reigns. Right. And since this is so short, it's not going to take us that long to get through it. No, 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 no. No. no it, it, we should be through this by December. Now, here's <laughs> here's the other cool thing. Like, we wanted to do something, again, kind of special with this. And we're kicking this season off with a t-shirt. Something merchandising related with us for once to, to kind of tie into the season. It is a special season four shirt. And is available through Teespring. If you go to teespring.com slash disapproving taker, you will see our uh, our season four shirt. Martin, you did the design for it. It's okay. on the back. Yep. And yep. Uh, here's the cool thing too. If you if you if you go to our social media pages on Facebook and on Twitter and you follow the link that's there, and you'll see a very, very it's a fitting picture. It features one of in our minds, Undertaker's best protégés. <laughs> if you follow the link, that's with Mr. Jack Swagger, the all-American, American, 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 American. Is that all of them? What? I think so. Okay. Yes. Uh, if you follow that link, you'll be you'll get taken to the uh, Teespring page with the disapproving Taker shirt. But if you follow that link before October seventeenth, you're going to get five dollars off on the shirt. So. Definitely follow that and take advantage of the swagger promotional <laughs> promotion that's going on. So that the is swagger, the swagger promotional invitational. That's it. <laughs> the FPF. Yes. So this has been a, a hell of a season, a hell of a hundred episodes. We've got so much more to come with the New Blood Rising podcast. We're we are just you know we're we're not even at the the peak of it all. You know we're still. We're still building up to that, and that's what's going to be fun. Season four is going to be such a different, fun experience for us, and it's only yep. fitting that we get to do this damn thing all the damn time. <laughs> Man, I hope you guys don't get tired of it. <laughs> well, if they haven't by now, uh, well, that's true too. I mean, we've really beaten that. Maybe we'll have new material, you know, hey, to come maybe. out of it. Well, that's the good thing about a podcast is you can stop it and then come back. We try not to do that. No, right. not us. I'm we try about, really hard. Not I'm talking about the listeners. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought you meant how we record. No, not at all. Everything is in real time. Right. 100%. But um, it's been a blast. Thank you all for the, coming along with yep. us on the uh, on the journey here. Yeah, and interacting with us on Twitter. Like, yep. th- that yeah, yeah. means 
a lot. The, the hashtag New Blood One Hundred. That is, yeah. We, I was talking about you with you about that the other night. That hashtag is amazing. I mean, oh, we got such a great reaction oh from it. Even God. better than Mayoko. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might, I might need to bring that back. <laughs> That's season five. Yeah. <laughs> May left her hat and coat in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> The Mark Calloway Classic Women's Wrestling Tournament. <laughs> That's awesome. So, as always, if say you, we oh. are in no danger of running out of material. <laughs> never, never. If you want to continue to interact with us, that is through our Twitter page and Facebook. We're on Facebook at New Blood Rising Podcast. Podcasts on Twitter at New Blood Pod. I'm at William Rankin eighty three. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I am at CM underscore stabs. And I am at Bunny Suicida. We'll see you all in the near future for season four, the beginning of our disapproving taker, Undertaker, the streak, whatever you want to. Fuck your face. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Swagger, today. Swagger, Swagger, we'll see you later, man. Coming back at you.